0: Welcome to hat City on WXI 91.7, Danbury's only all-hockey radio show.
1: Uh, I know that some in our audience You're don't know the defense. finer points of hockey.
2: you your team is unprotected. And the crowd, they grow restless, they basically
3: expect it. You want me to dummy you again? away.
0: Welcome everyone to WXci Danbury on FM at 91.7 and streaming online here at wxci.org We are live here from Western Connecticut State University welcome to the second edition of Hatrick City um, we're sorry that it's you know a week later um, I unfortunately got sick last week we'll put it we'll put it lightly with that and um, lightly yeah <laughs> and I ended up missing. A few games last week, uh, but I was able to watch them from home.
1: You didn't so. get a chance to do a show last week, and yeah. you were sorely missed at Danbury <laughs> Arena. But we're back now, and uh, we got a great show lined up this week. I think.
0: Yes, we do. Do we want a preview for the folks, or leave it as a surprise? Go ahead. So, on this episode, we're obviously going to do a recap of this weekend, but then we're going to follow that with our very own. Steve Leonard of the Hatricks.
1: Steve Leonard of the Danbury Hatricks.
0: and the captain of the Westcon hockey team, Justin Earhart.
1: Justin Earhart coming in.
0: and to close out our show today, we have Chris McCarthy of Fan saves and
1: a <laughs> yeah, former three-time champion there we go in the FHL Chris McCarthy. Yeah. So it'd be great to have him on the on the episode this week for sure. But I think we should go back. Talk about what was a really eventful weekend last week at Danbury Arena uh, with two games between the Tricks and the visiting Binghamton Black Bears. Pat, what was your view like from TV for Friday night's game?
0: For Friday night's game, um, I will say this. The camera was a bit shaky at points. Um, there were some, I will say that the gloves were dropped numerous times. Very I'm quickly. Afraid, very quickly and very often as well. Um you know that first fight I believe it was Ainsbury and Schultz I couldn't see it too well but I knew it was Amesbury. I knew that much Um you know I think they they went at it twice I'm pretty sure if not just Am- Ainsbury went at it twice that game But
1: Ainsbury fought right off the faceoff yep. and it was one of the best things uh I think I've seen in a while with Danbury and just in terms of the energy that went into that uh, little pretty hard fought scrap at the beginning of the game. I'd say so. And <clears throat> later on on Friday night, not too not too long after that fight actually, Amesbury laid a, a devastating hit. Yes. on Gavin Yates,
0: which has been to the dispute of a lot of people.
1: There's on, been a lot of talk about yeah. this whether it was a clean hit or not. Um, you know, it was tough to say. It looked pretty clean just from my view. But I think it, it rocked Danbury Arena like it hasn't been for a while because Gavin Yates went on Facebook and said he will never play in Danbury again uh, after after that collision.
0: Yeah. Um. Again, crazy collision and like this guy like. Am I able to discuss like the the extent of this guy's injuries or should I kind of leave that? I, to the minds of people. my
1: my I think we're able to discuss it if we know what it is and I I'm not exactly sure I ever got to the
0: so from oh no no go ahead
1: <laughs> I'm not exactly sure I ever got to you know what actually happened I got conflicting reports let's say that
0: so from what I was told um he suffered a broken clavicle three broken ribs and a concussion so Pretty pretty hefty list off that one hit, I would say
1: I thought it was a pretty heavy hit um do do I call it a dirty hit? I probably say no, um it looked pretty clean. it looked like a it just looked like an instance where the guy got hit pretty hard. I heard a few different things about injuries, and the aftermath is now allegedly two players have been suspended, yes uh from not not only from. Well, three players in total have been suspended. Yep. Two from Binghamton, and Daniel Amesbury appears to be out eight games.
0: Eight games. But I want to know because I he didn't play Saturday. So would that count into the eight games? I believe it
1: would count. I yeah. believe it would. We could ask somebody, but I, I do believe that it would count. So he'll, he won't be back until after uh, a meeting with Binghamton, which will be – let's take a quick look. Yeah, so he I think he would be eligible to play on November twenty fifth oh. against Elmira. Uh on the road. So yeah, we we've definitely lost the use of Daniel Amesbury for a while. Uh it won't be reviewed until after eight games. He's he's literally played two games. Two games. And maybe uh maybe a dozen shifts in those two games. And yeah. he's, he's he's hell under, of an impact though. Definitely an impact and definitely something we were missing. A little bit of that tenacity, a little bit of that punch was out of the lineup last season. And now we're seeing a much tougher team. Uh, as a matter of fact, one uh, longtime member, fan in the Danbury hockey community, just first thing he said to me on uh, Friday night as we were exiting exiting Danbury Arena was, this was like a trasher game is, is literally what he said. So, Yeah. Um, listen it was it was exciting. there was some entertainment there um I wish everybody I wish everybody uh the best in that situation. I'm sure yates is not going to be able to play for a while for a while yeah and 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 also Amesbury will won't be able to take the ice, so he'll be here for a while, i think, without being able to play so I, I could say it was a great it was definitely an electric atmosphere yes. on Friday night and I know it carried on into Saturday. Uh, Yates and MJ Merkel are now suspended because I believe it was I believe it was had to do with some comments that were made against the league. I'm not hundred percent sure on yeah, Facebook.
0: Yeah they yeah, they took to social media and they um expressed their, their thoughts on it and I believe that's against league policy in some fashion to ah. to kinda of question. Like,
1: at least publicly rep- at I least guess. publicly
0: questioning it yeah
1: I wanted to just go backward a little bit to opening weekend because we didn't get a chance to, to really recap. yeah to really recap or talk about what happened that weekend yeah. um the what did you think of opening weekend? It listen, it was a great atmosphere, a lot of great people hanging out at Danbury Arena, a lot of great fans out there. There really was a great. really good crowd Friday night. Uh TK's new area was buzzing.
0: Oh yeah, that corner. Yep.
1: It's a great I swear it's really a great spot to watch a game. One of the best one of the best places I've stood to watch a professional hockey game ever. I mean it's just you see the whole ice and there's plenty of beer over there. There's there's restrooms right there in that area too, so you don't have to go to the other side or go anywhere else. Yeah. Uh it's a great spot. I hope we get some snacks over there. I told TK I'm looking for some I
0: thought they had a pretzel thing, no?
1: They have a pretzel thing, but I've I've kind of voiced my opinion around the arena that the pretzels just not going to do it. Like we need a yeah. full tray or a half tray of wings or something like that. For I'll, sure. I'll pay the premium <laughs> I'll, I'll, let's let's put it that way. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about the Delaware Thunder, of course. And the reason I want to talk about it is not because um, there's anybody on the team that's not trying. That's not the case. This is these guys are scrappy. They've they take long bus rides to play professional hockey games. I think who I'm speaking to is somebody higher up you know somebody in management possibly an owner Uh, Delaware had some skill and tough competitors that first weekend Uh, some guys came to play Uh, the guy Arthur Aloyan flashed you know even more offensive production that he showed in the final game of last season when Delaware beat us and he had three points he's probably going to continue to be a very good player in this league Joe Brennan, uh, he's played for Danbury before. He came out, uh, bounced around the FHL, but he came out and he I think he collected three assists on you know in his in his time on yeah. the ice on the first weekend. Uh, a few other guys on Delaware came to play. There's no question about it. Friday night they put up a good fight, but Saturday night was a really bad example for the league. And it
0: was a massacre.
1: It's, you know, uh, it's night two of opening weekend of pro hockey and Delaware showed up with basically a short bench, I guess. I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I've never seen a 12 to five hockey game outside of a beer league or outside of a roller hockey league with mismatched jerseys. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, Delaware is a kind of a local team. They play in a community rink, but they might want to really look at their purpose. Uh, Charlie Penn's Jr. didn't want to play for Delaware, and his dad owns the team. He's in Watertown now. Um, they had a falling out with Ryan Marker, and he's one of the best players in the league, although he hasn't had much success for anybody. Yeah. Uh, you know, this happens in minor league sports and other businesses, but the idea is you've got to do better. The players aren't... An, they're not in a position to win when they come up there with a team like that. I'll say this until I sound like a broken record. Uh, there are a few ranks around the Northeast where this could work, th- this level of hockey, and it's time for the FHL to talk to Manchester, New Hampshire, Trenton, uh, New Jersey, perhaps Albany, New York. Heck, you know, they might as well go down to Atlantic City. Uh, you know, Call there's them a... There are a lot of hockey fans and players in South Jersey and Philly, and it I might be time to relocate the Thunder because it's just I don't know if it's going to work out. They're in a small uh, rink, yeah, They're, they're not going to generate the type of money other teams do, and we're going to have 12 five games all season if if things like this continue. So uh, the, the, the biggest thing I'm trying to say, these teams coming in and not being able to compete. They 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 hurt, they hurt the other teams. Yeah. So that was just, you know. Friday night was a great, you know, great minor league pro game. A 5-3 win for the home team with an empty netter. Yeah. Uh, can't say the same about,
3: you know, Saturday. Saturday
1: of the opening week of the season. And Delaware's guys fought as hard as they could, but uh, the best thing that came out of Saturday besides the win is that We've got one less game to play against Delaware moving forward, and and I think that that's that's yeah. really it. and listen, there are bright. There are a ton of bright spots for Danbury. You know, on our side, a guy who's coming on the show later. Uh, you know, Steve Leonard's uh, he recorded the Gordy Howe hat trick on opening night, and uh, I, I could not have been prouder from a dude from Queens. Yeah, to uh, to get the Gordy Howe hat trick, great all around performance. Justin Gesso. Had seven points in the first two games of the season, so he's continued to dominate. Good to see him back. He's a guy who's highly skilled, but also plays very hard. And people around the city, they kind of respect that. Yep. Luke Richards through the first four games, uh, he, you know, he's he's really been fantastic, and he's 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 shown. He's shown that he's a talented player for this league. Again, I don't know Luke personally, but just looking at his records, it looks like uh, he really didn't get to play too much at Stonehill College, which is a Division I school. But that's exactly the type of player who can really excel in the FHL and potentially help the team win or um, you know, they themselves move on, move on to a, a higher league. I thought Johnny Ruiz has played really sharp of uh, the first four games of the season. Johnny McDonald did a lot of good things. Uh, so, so far, pretty much so good. You can't b- analyze and overanalyze too much a 4-0 and team. But, uh, Pat, tell me, you know, what else have you had going on? We know you're out there in the hockey world. We know you're crossing over to the AHL. How, what was going on in Bridgeport? Was it your first weekend with them?
0: Uh, yeah, this was actually uh, my first uh, day pretty much working for Bridgeport. I recently got hired there as a game day production assistant, so um, They they have us on like a flip-flop kind of schedule so the the PAs they work They'll work with the in arena host as well as groups that might come and do events there So like for that day, we are playing Charlotte. I was working with groups, so I was in charge of helping like the anthem singers it was like because also um I don't know if this is done around the league I know at least I remember this from experience this is how I got into Bridgeport um you know when I was younger my elementary school we used to do field trips to those games and you know be in the morning they'd start a game and this was another example of that it was like a ten thirty game and you know we had a bunch of local schools come down and watch the game have a good time and that, that's how I got into hockey, essentially, was the first, like, was I used to do that.
1: Do you used to go to those those games for kids? What are they It's a special name. What do they call it? it it's
0: like, I don't know, it's like a local local school day or, like, kids' day, something like that. Yeah. Um,
1: it's like it, the games at, like, 11 o'clock in the morning or something,
0: yeah, 10th, right? Yeah, it was a 10.30 puck drop. Um, it was a real, like, full circle moment for me, because that's, that's, like, my earliest memory of, like, any type of hockey. That's really alone, awesome. Yeah. was, like going on the bus and then it was the sound tigers then too so you know and i was looking it up and when i saw them it was around 10 years ago and just to just put into perspective who was on that team um casey tzikas was a prospect on that team wow brock nelson was another one um just to name a few but yeah and then also with groups that day there wasn't too many like usually in between intermission they'll have like You know, the little youth programs come and play, like, a little game on, like, half ice. Um, I know Danbury sometimes does that, but I would assist in getting those players there if they were to come. Um, It's called
1: school day, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. There you go. Yeah. And then I guess my biggest responsibility came at the end um, where they would do three stars. I was in charge of pulling the home team stars so they send us a text and I have to wait at the front of our tunnel like at the end of the game they gave us the stars because in the AHL when they do the three stars if those players don't skate out the team gets fined Wow! so it's like a big deal like you have to be like right there grab them and be like hey you have to go on your whatever star so I pulled we had um it was Andreov that was, was number 14 for them and then the game winning goal, which by the way, this game went into an overtime shootout. Not expecting that at all. <laughs> but, you know, played a full overtime. Nothing happened. Went to a shootout. Um everybody pretty much missed their shot. Then Bridgeport gets their third one. William Dufour skates up and makes a nice shot, gets it in and wins the game and then he's the first star. So I'm right there in the tunnel tapping these guys, being like, Hey you gotta go. So they would wait, do their thing and then that was pretty much the day.
1: Wow! Yeah, this is awesome, dude. You've made a little ascension from you know working with the tricks. yeah, and now you're you've got called up to the AHL. I wish I <laughs> could. I wish our audience could kind of see you, dude, because you have like the authentic uh, Brent Gretzky Trasher's jersey oh, on yeah. and a matching kind of um,
0: Trasher beanie.
1: Yeah, Trasher beanie, like a winter hat. And you're you like the Paul Bissonette of Hatrick City Radio, you know what I mean? You've you've managed to be, you know. Now you're working like doing the, doing the Sound Tiger game, uh, doing the Bridgeport Islander games. Yeah. And so you're you're all over the place. It's awesome, dude.
0: I know. I love it. I I love every single second of it. Um, and even going forward, I know I've also been, you know, listed as a backup public address for for Bridgeport as well. So if the opportunity does come up where their main guy is out for any reason, I I might be called up to
1: be great to, to see you get that tap on the shoulder pat. I it hope really so. Really would be great, man. I hope I'm, so. I'm telling you. I think, and I think the a lot of people at the arena would be happy for you too. Yeah. Um.
0: Oh, and I also want to preface this. Um, Bridgeport. Um, I'll be working those games when there's no conflicting days. So Danbury, I'll be there for every home game. I won't be there for all the Bridgeport games, but I'll still be there for a good chunk. Wow. So to my hatrix family out there. I'm going to be around 100% of the season minus last week. That was out of my control. Um and but things going...
1: quickly got out of control.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. Um <laughs> <laughs> but going forward I'll I'll be I'll be there at the arena. You'll see me and um yeah, I'll be providing all the music for you guys and whatever else. But yeah, no, I I will say this though. It It was weird, like, being at home, watching the stream. Because I'm so used to being there, like, every time. I think last season I missed one game for a school project. That was it. And it was like a Wednesday game against Watertown.
1: Well, let me tell you, the arena doesn't feel the same at all when you're not in control of it. The the music was wrong. They actually played a—they started playing the playlist from our show that we have— they started playing the Zamboni's brass bonanza and stuff oh, like that. Oh, there you go. They, they hit the wrong playlist, I guess. They didn't play the Danbury Hatrick's game night playlist. <laughs> but um, yeah, you were sorely missed. But moving forward, uh, you look like you're 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 making a comeback. So I think yeah. you're gonna be. Oh, I think I'll be you're back be just fine.
0: It just sucks that I have to wait until next Friday. But it's a meaningful night next Friday for. Military appreciation, as well as the mustache classic leading into that the next That'll day. be the next weekend, which That'll is going to be, be exciting.
1: Yes. You know, I think Herm, Herm is very excited about that, the kid. I'm very happy for him.
0: Yes. A
1: <laughs> um, good way to seg- segue into what you were doing. <laughs> oh, it was unfortunate. We got the unfortunate news that Andrew Duncan, who played the announcer and... Uh, TV and radio host Jim Carr in the movie slapshot passed away um and the news was announced uh on Halloween yeah there's oddly there's no real uh not much information listed about who he was online uh or anything like that there's there was no age given um i,
0: I yeah that's that's tough I thought I saw some age went around but I don't think it would be the right age.
1: He does – this Andrew Duncan does not have a Wikipedia page or anything like that that we could really reference, which is kind of odd. Um, but, yeah, he, he – listen, if anybody's seen Slapshot and while you – know, listeners to our show are going to be shocked to learn that young Patrick just saw Slapshot for the first time. For the time. first time. And shortly afterward, Jim Duncan who uh, – Andrew Duncan – Andrew Duncan, who played Jim Carr, passed away. So, uh, Pat, what did you think of the film, and did did his performance stand out to you like it did to me?
0: Um, I thought it was a great movie. Um, I'm mad that I missed out on it this whole time. (laughs) I never, you know, got to watch it, but I was glad, you know, given that I had time to do literally anything. I spent it watching this film, and I will say his performance in that movie was. I feel like it, it went, it, it kind of went unnoticed, but not not in a bad way. I'd say because he really like was the link to a lot of scenes in that movie that you know he made that connection happen, and he he played a bigger role in those in that film than most people will like take its surface value, because a lot of the scenes were like a lot of gags. Like, they would be him, like, you know, mocking the team about, you know, oh, there's fights everywhere and, like, you know, <laughs> in that scene. But then also in the opening scene, you know, where he's he's interviewing their goalie, the Chiefs goalie, and going over, oh, well, what, what are these penalties and such and such? That, that scene is probably the biggest scene of, of his in that movie, I would say.
1: Well, I, I think one of the things about the film – is that there are just so many lines that yes. there are just so many lines that like are unintentionally funny. They're they're meant to be funny, but they're really hysterical. Like, um, for example, when Jim is interviewing uh, Reggie Dunlop, obviously uh, Paul Newman's character. Yeah, <laughs> and he says, "Reg, you're part of the old guard of pro hockey," and he goes, "How long have you been? How long have you been playing? How many years have you been playing?" Quite a few, Jim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, Just like this deadpan kind of humor that really worked. So it was a shame uh, when I heard that he passed away. It was also a shame that some of those guys uh, weren't quite as celebrated as they could have been in, yes. in, in the long term of that film. I think um, in two weeks we're going to have Steve Hansen here, uh, Steve Carlson here. Uh in Danbury for the Mustache Classic and Movember Night at Danbury Arena, but I just don't know if that film will ever get its due. I talked to a good friend of mine who's a big music writer, big music commentator, and Ooh. he's he's literally on, I don't want to say his name, because I don't want him to get any death threats or anything, but <laughs> he's literally uh, on the radio all the time, and occasionally you see his name in a magazine, and I tried to explain to him that Slapshot probably has the best soundtrack. Keep going. <laughs> and you know, especially I can't think of another sports movie that has as good a soundtrack. And quite frankly, you know, his his, re, his reply to me was that it was all hit music of the day, so it really doesn't count as. I, and that didn't make any sense to me. I think that the movie works on so many levels. The music's great. All the dialogue is hysterical. Like, it, it's one of those films, the seventh or eighth time you watch it, you're still catching things that are hysterical. That
0: Yeah, that you might not have catched the other times you watch.
1: I don't, you know, as much as I like the goon movies and as funny as the first goon movie really is, and and a lot of people don't know, the goon movies are very much true to the book that Doug Smith and Adam Fr- Fritasio uh, wrote. So and and there's pictures in that book of the Danbury Whalers. Not a lot of people know Yeah, it. yeah Doug, I actually have the picture. We'll share it on uh, we'll share it on uh, the Hatrick City Instagram account. Doug refereed in the federal hockey league. And I, I have one picture of him dragging Carancy to the penalty box. Yeah. Matt Carancy, who played for the Danbury whalers and Titans and is now playing for the Mississippi sea Wolves. Yeah. He's back Uh shout out to Carancy. Um, so I, I don't know if the movie will ever get its due, but I hope tonight, uh, people listening to this episode will play a couple of clips from, uh, Andrew Duncan as Jim Carr and hope they uh, hope they appreciate what a great performance he gave in that film.
0: Yes, yeah, and I know. I mean, I guess Paul Newman kind of overshadows it because he was like, you know, the title actor of the day, right? But obviously, still a great performance. But um, Andrew's performance should not go unnoticed.
1: We are hoping to have both Steve Carlson and Doug Smith on the show at some point. Yes, we are gonna. Try and have Doug on ahead of uh, home game against Carolina uh, later this month. We we'll could have him on that week. Doug played for the original Carolina Thunderbirds in Winston Salem, and uh, Steve Carlson will have to get him somehow, some way. We'll have to get him into the studio before he gets out of here. Yeah, exactly. To get a great interview with him, but uh, yeah. What do you think about the NHL through the first couple, the local teams in the NHL, Pat? What are your thoughts on the on the Rangers, the Islanders, and the Devils?
0: Um, I've given up on my Islanders, obviously. Um, we've been having some pretty exciting games as of late. Um, two nights ago, um, we, were, uh, we played a very great game against Chicago, beat them 3-1 on the road but um another significant game that stood out from this road trip we've been on so far actually no this was a home game it was the 29th uh we played Colorado at home we came back from a 3-nothing deficit to beat them 5-4 wow that i did not expect that to happen i didn't to be honest i didn't i didn't think we'd win that one i thought we'd be in it but we were like out of it for a good while and we just You know, kept going. I think we got an empty netter as well to close it off.
1: I mean, we, you know, just a quick rundown of what's going on with the local teams. Uh, I mean, if if you allow to stretch the word local a little bit, everybody's in good position. In the Metropolitan, uh, you know, division, you have the Devils in first. The Rangers are tied with them at 14 points. Uh, Then you have the Flyers in. And the Islanders holding down wild card spots, and you have Boston in first in first place in the Atlantic with Buffalo just behind them. So kind of all the New York Northeast teams, yeah, they're skating pretty hot right now, and it's going to be good to see what happens. I hope the De- I'm one that um, you know, I'm kind of an Islander fan, but I do hope that the, the Devils kind of keep it up this year because if all three of yeah. these teams are good, more people are going to care about hockey. That um, You know, on Spitting Chicklets, the most recent episode, even Mike Grinnell was saying that uh, it's a great atmosphere in New Jersey for the Devils fans. It's off the beaten path for some people in the metropolitan area to go down to Newark, but it's a great atmosphere. I mean, Red's Bar is a great place to hang out beforehand. There's a scene outside it. There's definitely a culture around that team that kind of gets overshadowed, but once they get going... Uh, I think the Devils, the Devils fans, the Devils team—it it, it could be a good run for them. They're in the top ten uh, right now in goals per game in the NHL. Yeah, and that's a far cry from where they were last season. So it's going to be good to see the evolution uh, process. You know, um, last thing I want to talk about in the in the NHL uh, before we move on to. Um, we've got Steve Leonard coming in and we've got uh, a few different interviews this evening is I want to talk about how awesome it sounds with the Arizona Coyotes playing in the very small arena <laughs> this sounds awesome to me I hear there's a drum line uh, I, I heard that the atmosphere was unbelievable I think that the NHL needs to embrace the weird sometimes and I think so far it looks like they're doing a better job embracing kind of a messed up situation with, you know, a different atmosphere than yeah. they have around the league.
0: I will say, with that game, they also did not sell out.
1: Is that right? They did not sell out? They did
0: not sell out. Wow. Um, I've seen some photos that surfaced um, very patchy. I'll wow. say that. There was there was a lot of scattered. Um, from some angles that I saw, it, it looked like it was booming, but then to look again and it was like "Ooh," but I I think it has to do with because they jacked up their prices as well um mainly due to um a cut down of seats because they they can only fit 5,000 people and that's not even like what a third of a normal NHL rink and hold so obviously they're gonna have to find Mm -hmm. some way to recoup the loss there um I think it would work there though I would definitely love to see a game there if I ever head out to Arizona to see some family but I just think as of now, um, if they play a little better, I think it might draw more people and they'd be more willing to pay that kind of fee. But the way that they're looking right now and then, you know, the stories with the locker rooms, I mean, I know they're temporary only for like the first four games, but I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of bad. Bad stuff going around about that place, but at the same time, I don't doubt that it's it's electric. I know for college, it's very electric. I saw that that place got sold out.
1: It's not going to be a good situation for a while. Yeah, and I think the best making the best of it could happen. You know, what I, I think mean? so. Yeah. yeah, but but as of right now, it's a long road. You know, between what they have now and what they want to get it. By looks of a social media post I saw, I think it was Instagram. They're not even a hundred percent sure they can get this thing built in Tempe, and I think it's just that's just in the wording. It's our proposed yeah. new home. Yep. Didn't sound like this was a lock. Listen, I love the idea of a desert-themed hockey team. Uh, I think it's a place it could work. You know, I think maybe they're seeing Tempe as the Columbus, Ohio, or maybe the um, you know, Austin, Texas, where some sports have been looking about potentially putting teams and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I just don't know. But I think that the players love Arizona. A lot of them retire out there. A lot of the guys who play there love it. I just think that the the problem is the team itself and the arena and those facilities that need to be upgraded. So listen, it's something we're gonna monitor from afar.
0: Yeah. Um I mean it's it's definitely gonna be a headline for a while. Um, just due to that, which, which might help a little bit. Um, cause you know, a lot of people say, you know, all publicity is good publicity for the most part and could it could be, it just depends on, you know, how you handle the situation and you know, how you can market that into, you know, as kind of like an attraction in a way, like, like seeing a freak show, <laughs> I, I guess that's, that's one way you could describe going to a Coyotes game currently? Like a sideshow?
1: (laughs) It really seems like it could be. Again, I I think the NHL needs an atmosphere adjustment altogether. You know, I went to an NHL preseason game recently, and I, I did see a lot of skill and a lot of talent on the ice. I just don't know if the atmosphere that that game and that talent was packaged in was worth the price. I mean, it was literally 100 times more, 10 times more. It was literally 10 times the cost of going to a hat-tricks game. And I just felt underwhelmed with the experience. It doesn't feel as intimate. It feels like you're in a big open room like an airport sometimes. I just don't get the vibe. Um, Listen, teams have to be playing close and and tight hockey for, for, for the atmosphere to get elevated high. But, you know, I... I think the NHL needs to think of ways to stand out in the, in the in arena experience and not kind of ways to blend in.
4: 7 PM Danbury arena playing Columbia. Please come out and watch us. We need some supporters for sure.
0: Welcome back folks. You are listening to WXCI Danbury here on 91.7 FM and online at WXCI.org. Live here from Western Connecticut studio. It's Hatrick City radio. We have a very special guest the man himself, Mr. Stephen Leonard. Stephen, how are we doing today?
1: We're doing well. Thanks for having me, guys.
2: Of
0: course.
1: Steve, it's great to have you on the show. Um, First kind of encountered you back home in Queens, where we're both from, uh, and I kind of... The true story of how I first heard about Steven was uh, I was at an establishment in Danbury, and I was intoxicated, and the woman kept telling me that there's a dude from Queens that plays hockey in the other room. At the brewery, and I I was just embarrassed that I was just not in the right state of mind to go introduce myself, but then a couple of weeks later, I heard about a, two guys from Rockaway Queens that were making a little noise getting, uh, getting their first chance to play in the Federal Hockey League, and here we are. So uh, it's great to have you on the show, Steve.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to be here, and uh, I enjoyed my time here in Danbury in the past, and I'm happy to be here now, so me and my twin brother sean who's referring to are still just uh getting our feet wet i guess in pro hockey
1: tell me you've been here a couple of weeks now Uh, i met up with you at the rink i think you're only here a couple of days you didn't get the chance to play here when the covid break happened uh, in danbury what's what's been your impression of game night the fans what what's your feeling so far
2: Oh, it's been it's been great so far and I knew coming to Danbury is a few guys that I looked up to when I first started out here and you know they swore by Danbury and the atmosphere and and the culture and some of the part we have been in, in pro hockey so it's cool to actually get to play games and and be a rabbit for my first two weeks here so far
0: yeah and um, to say you know that two weeks have been an impressive two weeks I mean your opening night you got the Gordie Howe hat trick I mean that's quite a stunt
2: to pull off, especially in your first night here. Um,
0: could you tell us a little about a bit about that night?
2: Yeah, so uh, opening night anywhere you are, it's always an exciting time to be playing hockey again. And, and you know, I got to, got to play with Gordy and Johnny first night, and things kind of went our way for the most part as a team and was able to find the net, happened to mix it up a little bit in the second period, and then, you know, opportunity to be on the power play, and J-Mac creates a... Uh, makes a great pass to the um, front of the net there for a redirect. And that was uh, my first night as a rabbit, so it was a pretty memorable one.
1: He got the goal, he got into a fight, and then I ran all the way over to the penalty box, and I said, Steve, all you need is an assist. (laughs) Uh, But it it was really cool to see you out there and get the, the chance to play up here because I know we, we did a little story for the Rockaway Wave newspaper when I was working there uh, full time. And uh, it was kind of great to see you come to Danbury and get a chance to play up here. Why don't you tell some of the people out there? I know you're from Rockaway. I know you grew up playing at the Aviator in Brooklyn. But maybe you can tell our listeners how that all kind of comes into focus with the FHL and the, the Aviator. And now you're here today.
2: <clears throat> yeah so I grew up in a town called Rockaway it's uh southernmost part of Queens Beach town and aviator opened up when I was in around sixth or seventh grade and you know where I was playing at the time they couldn't have enough players to field the Bantam team so we all went to aviator and played the first year of travel there and they ended up having a minor pro team and for the for the federal League and one of my coaches and uh mentors he he played for the federal hockey league team and you got to meet some of the players and be coached by some of them at stick and puck or under your youth practice. so it was a it was a really cool experience and you know i decided after high school playing at aviator played a little junior hockey there and then now long island that you know we were going to pursue to play in college and you know here i am playing in the same league i watched uh, in brooklyn not too far from home so It'd be cool to maybe one day get some games at aviator but it's uh close to home and it's it's fun to be a part of and it's a it's a cool part of my journey
1: were you and your brother sean pretty much the whole way up the same teams always
2: yeah sean and i played on the same team ever since we started hockey which we were so young i don't really have exact memories of that because we had two older brothers that played and we played on every team together up until our age out year juniors we played for the Bobcats together and then we went to two different schools for our freshman and sophomore year and then since then. Where did he go? Fredonia? Yeah he went to SUNY Fredonia in the SUNYAC so and I went to UMass Dartmouth for four years.
1: And is that where you kind of linked up with Johnny Ruiz the first time? Are you guys on the same track there?
2: So I actually first encountered Johnny in juniors. He played for the the Philly Junior Flyers. So I remember playing against them in the EHL. And then uh, his coach and my coach, well, his coach, Eric Nolak, was at JWU. And then he got the job at UMass Dartmouth. and Johnny started his college career at JWU and then transferred in my freshman year, which was his sophomore year at school. Wow. So that's when I first got to know Johnny.
1: Wow, that's pretty cool. So you guys have had that kind of connection for a long time. With the mm-hmm. Bobcats, was that, was that a little like Nikiforov? Was he in charge of the Bobcats? No. no. My
2: coaches there were Craig Duramus and Kevin Kerr.
1: Okay. Wow. Kevin Kerr <clears throat> was it the same Kevin Kerr that was like the old minor leaguer?
2: Yeah, he was uh, a very good minor pro player. Yeah. And he still coaches now.
1: Yeah, yeah. That guy's been around for a long time. Sure. I think he was like the I think he was like a like one of the all-time leaders in scoring yeah he could score goals yeah i think he was pretty high up there with that i think uh i think if i remember correctly he had like a beef with um this is like some this is like some pro wrestling stuff here kind (laughs) of he had a beef with chris chelios when they came and played for motor city during the lockout think like he put a bounty on Chris Chelios's head or something. He's like he's like Chelios is taking a job away from a full-time minor leaguer. You know what I mean like and they, yeah, it's it's documented somewhere. But um tell me you know like we I don't think Pat and I really know how how does it work for a guy like you that seems like you put up some decent numbers uh, b- over a point a game at least your last two seasons of college how does it work for a guy like that to get these opportunities with a pro team
2: so i guess basically after your senior season you kind of make the decision if you want to you know continue to play hockey and that's i kind of always knew i was gonna try and pursue it especially you put all the time at the junior and, and college hockey and you know the opportunity to be a professional hockey player would be a dream come true so unfortunately when i graduated uh that was when covid hit so uh as with every industry, the minor pro hockey world was shaken up a bit and uh, you kind of just try and find opportunity any any place the team will have you. and fortunate enough for myself, and my brother at the time that we knew Johnny and he was here and we ended up coming here and that was our getting us started in our pro career.
1: <clears throat> that was a long kind of stretch where the season ended up being canceled, right?
2: Well, the the season here in Danbury was canceled, so all the players that were in Danbury um, became free agents. So, uh, a couple of us went to Port Huron. Most guys went to Elmira, and then a handful of guys went to Columbus and Carolina.
1: What? How can you describe that COVID year experience when there were like four teams, only three of them were hosting home games? Right? Like, what was what was it like?
2: Uh, it was an interesting first year of pro hockey, for sure. But at the same time, I think every team would agree. Who played that year? We were just grateful to be a part of playing hockey at some capacity after sitting out so long, and a number of former teammates in college didn't get to play. So, if you were playing hockey that year during, you know, a tough a tough period in a lot of people's lives, you you're pretty fortunate for that opportunity.
1: Tell, tell me something really quickly, though. Didn't you play – I wrote about this in the story, but I I didn't you play against your brother like 10 times in a row at one point or something like that?
2: During that season? Yes. No, so we would have played against each other three nights in a row. So that was when I I left Port Huron and I joined Elmira for the remaining part of the season, and we happened to have a three and three – or sorry, a four. It was two at home in Elmira and two on the road in Port Huron. So we played two nights in Elmira. And then we all traveled, both teams, back to Yard and played two more games. So we played like Tuesday through Saturday or something like that with a day of travel in between. So that was my first game as an enforcer. Wow. First four games, I should say.
1: And you guys are going to play Elmira again. Did you get a sense of the atmosphere up there? Or were there no fans?
2: Uh, we had a decent amount of fans there. There was obviously the the capacity was smaller than usual because of COVID. So I think at that point, if you had the vaccine, or at least uh, you got the first part of the vaccine done, you were allowed into the building. So we did have a few fans there.
1: So. A lot of our fans that come to Danbury Arena to see hockey, they've only really seen a lot of our fans. Believe it or not, some of our most like devout fans – um a future guest on this show, Joe Trench. Uh you may already know who he is, but uh he he's the guy who wears the the Chiefs jersey. Okay and he sits behind the bench. You know, he hasn't he told me the other night that he hasn't been to an NHL game since the very last Hartford Whalers
2: game. Really? He's what what year would that have been?
1: Nineteen ninety six. Wow. <laughs> And he's the most diehard hockey fan probably in town, knows everything about, one of, one of the people that knows everything about the league. So what I want to ask you is we, we hear all these acronyms, right, ECHL, SPHL. You played in both of those leagues last year. Can you compare and contrast? Is it really as far kind of apart as, as, as the Internet makes you think? It, what's the different experience been between those, those quote-unquote higher leagues and here?
2: So I guess um, that's I guess that's a pretty common question you get if you had the opportunity to play at at those levels. Uh, I think the biggest thing for any level you go up, I think it's just there. There's less mistakes and there, it's more structured, and the speeds always. It takes a little time to adapt to, and guys' decision makings are a little bit better. So, and I think for the most part, the guys are the the higher end players. They play. I guess, uh, a more well-rounded game and the team structured, um, around that. So very system based as well. But, uh, there's at each level, there's players that could be up a league or down a league. And it's just based on situations and what they're looking for. And if, you know, some guys find a a city they enjoy with a fan base, they connect with and they, they stick around and, and that's their career. and, And there's nothing wrong with that. But, um, I think from the SP to the ECHL, that's when you start getting a good mix of, of guys that played major junior in Canada, high-end Division One players that, you know, are in the system or, or couldn't get an American League deal. So that was a, a really cool experience because you're playing with guys that, you know, potentially could play in the American League and then be a phone call away from the NHL. So um, that was a really cool experience with my twin brother as well. So yeah. Um, but, yeah, any level you go up, I think the speed is a little bit more, but just more structured hockey, I'd say.
1: Would you say that the ECHL is, like, much, just out of curiosity's sake, is it – you say the ECHL is much faster than the SPHL?
2: Again, it's not anything where you're, like, you know, your you're jumping wrong. out of your seat. But when you're out there in the game situation, just decisions – uh, maybe not so much the, the speed of each individual player, but just team speed and transitioning and moving the puck up ice. There's there's just less time than you think. Now, that being said, every time you get the puck, you always still could take a little second because you should have enough time to move the puck. But, yeah, guys are always in the right spots. And, and yeah, there's, there's definitely an adjustment each level you move up.
1: I think when you were here during that uh kind of holding pattern period for the danbury hatricks. i think you were working with a that one gentleman who was only the coach for a couple of months right was he running the practices or was it billy
2: it was anthony bone yeah so yeah. You,
1: you didn't really get a chance to work with billy back then what's what's kind of been your your impression of working with billy and can you compare the practices to any other stuff you've done
2: yeah, um a few years ago Anthony Bone ran it and I thought he did a great job here and everyone was competing every day in practice, but um I didn't work with Billy directly, but you still saw him in the rank and in passing, so um this year I knew coming in that he was going to be the coach and I I've been very impressed so far. I've been here just about a little over 2 weeks and you know, he he sets a standard. There's a there's a culture being built in there in that dressing room and you know, there's expectation to come to work every day. And if you don't live by that, like, you're you're expected to work hard every day. And if you don't, you know, you might not be here too long. Or, yeah, basically he, he wants everyone on the same page day in and day out. So he's prepared, he's detailed, he's focused. So we have a good thing going here with Billy right now.
1: That's good to hear. You know, um, I think that's something that's uh – that seems a little stronger it seems like a very engaged group of guys this season and uh it seems like you fit kind of right in tell us um like i said you've really only been town a couple of weeks now and you're an alternate captain how does it happen i think pat and i have no idea like uh did yeah. you just show up and well, how did it how did it happen
2: so yeah i i got here uh like i said a little over two weeks ago, and. You know have a little familiarity with what goes on here in Danbury but you know different coach different group of guys so I just came here with an open mind and you know was actually practicing on D the first couple of skates and just getting to know the guys and i just trying to do my thing and work hard on the ice and be a good teammate and um, as the week progressed you know it, it seemed like Billy wanted a little more out of me and I kind of knew he wanted to be in a, a little bit of a leadership role and you know, then we had another week, and nothing was said really too much about it. And then before Saturday or Friday's game this past weekend, he announced the captain. So, um, was a little surprised, but knew he was he was kind of pushing me towards that role. And we do have a younger group, so you know it's exciting too. And anytime you can wear a letter, it's an honor for sure.
1: Were you a captain ever before in playing?
2: Uh, in my professional career no In in college yes I was a captain my senior year and an alternate captain uh, my junior year when Johnny was a captain
1: Wow
0: and now with that being said you have a leadership spot um, how do you plan to take that through the rest of the season you know leading the boys through you know you got some tough rallies coming up I mean this is your first road trip how are you feeling going into it
2: yeah, I think as a as a group we're we're looking forward to it. You know, we've had a good start here so far at home and now here's our second real challenge of the season being on the road and that always comes with a little bit of obstacles with bus legs and you know the the long travel there so we're looking forward to playing on the road. I heard Carolina's a great atmosphere, but I think uh I think as a team we're we're prepared for the challenge ahead.
1: How long just kind of in general, I mean, not never to put a cap on it. You could play another ten years, but <clears throat> even a few years ago when we talked, you thought you might go on to the fire department or something like that. How long do you see yourself playing?
2: Yeah, so right now I'm I'm basically just taking it season by season. Uh, obviously, you want to play; as, you'd love to play the game forever. But at different points in people's lives, that that's no longer possible. So, um, my my dream job. Outside of hockey, is still to be uh, part of FDNY. So, hopefully, maybe you get a call here in in the next couple of years. But nothing's set in stone. So, I'd say anywhere from a year to three years would be like my realistic time frame right now. Depending on, you know, how the next couple of years go, we'll revisit that. I guess.
1: You kind of mentioned to me also at one point that you were doing some summer coaching at some schools in is it Cape Cod.
2: Yeah, so I spend the off-season in Cape Cod, Massachusetts and work for a hockey company called Cape Cod Hockey. Uh, a good friend of mine, Barry O'Neill, runs that. So it's uh, a great opportunity to make some money in the summer and you know learn how to coach better and, and be able to skate myself. So it's a great place to be, and that's kind of, again, what supports me uh, playing professionally right now.
1: Is there... A group of guys up there that you skate with or is it kind of you get to do individual type work because of the access to the ice what's the setup up there in the summers for you as you're you're doing all that but you're also preparing to go back and play professional you know full contact games
2: yeah so there's a there's a big uh, variety of age groups there that we skate but so for for me specifically there, there's an age group I skate with it's like junior college and pro guys so I'd say there's there's mainly college guys and a handful of pro guys and some junior guys. So we would skate twice a week in the summertime, and it would uh, it'd be developmental focused and worked on skating and stick handling and you know the fundamentals of the game. But um, we'd we'd play three on three or have competitive uh, battles at the end there. So I think that kept everyone kind of hungry to play and in competitive spirits. So when you do get back to hitting, you're you're kind of ready for that side of the game.
1: You and your brother, are you guys kind of really attached at the hip? Are you guys texting all day? I mean, you're doing the same job in different places right now. How does it work between you two?
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, we're both fortunate to both, like you said, be doing the same job in, in different places. But, uh, no, we're, we're very close. He is my best friend. But uh, we're not texting all day long. We usually check in. But, I mean, we also give each other some space. And, you know, we don't blow each other's phones up too much. But we do... Talk a lot and and check in after weekends and games. See, see what happened there against whatever team we we're playing. That we probably pissed off.
1: <laughs> is he is he still with Roanoke?
2: Yeah, he's with he's with the dogs right now.
1: And uh, let me ask you, what about Danbury so far? It's only been a small sample size for you, and it's really your, you're like I kind of feel like this is like it's not your first time playing in the federal league, but in a way it is like with this real kind of more full setup for, you know, w- without all the COVID restrictions. So w- what surprised you kind of about this league or, or even the building and, and the fans, like you never got to play a game here before all of our, all of our listeners are local people. You know what I mean? Like what, w- what surprised you about this place?
2: I definitely think the the kind of culture embedded in in Danbury hockey. There's been a long list of teams playing here, and you know, for that to happen in in a minor pro market, you need a fan base that's wants to support the players. And I think to me, that's been the coolest part so far: seeing the the passion of the fans. That some of them telling me they haven't missed games in 15, 16 years. I didn't realize there was hockey here that long, but it's uh. It's been cool to see in in that regard, and that there's there's a bit of uh, of a way Danbury does things. So it's it's very cool to be a part of that.
1: Wanted to ask you, tell us just uh, it, you know we're we're for all of you who don't know, cats out the bag. We're recording on Wednesday, uh, but it, t- tonight some people brought you dinner at at everybody knows where you guys stay at the hotel in town. Uh, but what was it like over there? Was it were there fans there with you, or the food was just sent over? Or?
2: Uh, so the, the food was sent over with a few of our guys. So Lopez uh, grabbed all the food after, after the rink today, and it was from, um, from Bates. They sent over some food. So the boys really appreciated that. We were hanging out in the lobby, um, just a team, and enjoying some dinner by some, uh, some good people. So it was a good night. I
1: don't know if you know, we talked about it a little earlier, but the guy who played Jim Carr in Slapshot died uh, the guy who played the like the radio uh, the the TV and radio guy, you know at the oh, beginning no. of the movie. Yeah, and it's kind of a mystery. It doesn't say how old he was and this whole whole thing. But I was wondering, is you have a favorite scene from that movie now that you're living uh, it? Like,
5: yeah, uh,
2: <laughs> I mean that's that's an all time classic. It's probably my dad's favorite movie and 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 he quotes it a lot. But there's not too many things that from that movie that should be said on <laughs> on on radio. So. Um, I think I think probably the Hanson brothers when they're they're bleeding at center ice and the refs coming but the national anthem's going on and they just look at them dead face and say I'm listening to the f-ing song <laughs> so that's always one that that gets me going a bit but it's an all time classic so I'm sure most of the fans have seen that movie but if you haven't and you're into minor pro hockey check out Slapshot.
1: I mean you've only been in the federal hockey league like really you know for the last month or so but you have a really good story or any any disaster story that's happened to you so far in all your years playing not in, just in this league but in other leagues too is a crazy story that you know it's kind of PG I guess
2: yeah I mean I think every season and team kind of comes along with uh, different type of camaraderie with the guys so there's always some some stories there but I guess for 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 on ice stuff you know I just a couple of mix up my first year playing in the in the federal league I I was kind of doing a lot of fighting and you know sometimes you know you win sometimes you lose and there was one time the weekend and we were playing Carolina I got into the fight and you know being a rookie you're not checking your equipment all too much so my visor is a little loose and <laughs> I got punched right right in the visor and it came down and Chip my front tooth a bit and cut my bottom lip open and <laughs> I thought I was missing my whole row of teeth so I was pretty pissed off in that fight so <laughs> that's one that definitely comes to mind
1: wow these bus trips have to be miserable too I mean <laughs> I've been on a couple of them now with, with the Danbury team but I mean they're a novelty for me but by the I've only been on two and by the end of my second one I think i would seen it all
2: you know <laughs> <what> <laughs> No, they could be they could be long at times, but it's cool. You got a good group of guys together on the bus, so a lot of team bonding, sleeping in weird positions, playing cards, hanging out, getting to know each other. So, it's uh, it's always fun get, getting on the road for the first time, especially you know starting the season out four and zero and looking looking to continue that and stay ahead in the league.
1: What about um, how many how many siblings do you guys have? Is it? five of you or
2: so and there, there's four leonard brothers in okay. my family so uh my me and my brother sean were the youngest so we're the last born kevin is uh 33 my brother tj's 30 and then we're both 27
1: so it's just four of you guys yeah so uh, we're really only i mean it's kind of a trek i've done it a, uh, dozens of times made the trek from rockaway to danbury um when i first came up here but are they going to come up for some games here? Are you, you plan on seeing your family or your, your parents? Or
2: uh, Yeah, no, that's the a, a cool thing about being in Danbury. You know, my hometown's uh, just under two hours from here, so uh, one of my best friends back home came up with my pops last weekend, so that was really cool, and my mom came up the weekend before, so hopefully get my brothers out here too and maybe some more friends as the season goes along, but it's, it's cool being close to home.
1: And uh, kind of basically... Shoot something, Pat. I mean, to add to that
0: four brothers point, could we get a slap shot four out of that? I mean, we could probably make that happen.
1: <laughs> that would be great. The yeah. Leonard brothers. The like, Leonard brothers. That, 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 be... that
0: They're the next generation. You know
1: what I mean? <laughs> Some actor will, you know, jump on that right away, I'm sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll
2: see if the older brothers want to come out of retirement and, you know, become movie stars overnight. That could so. be the plot.
0: The, it, it's, you know, the younger brothers, they're doing their thing. They're really up there. And then it's like the older ones are persuaded to come out of retirement, put the skates back on, and then it just becomes
2: a whole whole deal. <laughs> I like what I'm hearing.
5: <laughs>
1: Steven, it was really great having you on the show tonight. Good luck this weekend in Carolina. I hope the bus trip isn't too miserable. I hope you get some good bus food. Uh, the boosters usually, they, they'll, they'll hook you up with, yeah. you know, granola bars and uh, Gatorade Zeros. So you'll be... Uh, they'll load you up. Yeah. Pro, some Snickers bars, too, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> holy Halloween. Yeah,
2: right? That sounds nice. The Boosters always do a great job. So we, we appreciate all the support from the fans and Boosters, and thank you guys again for having me on the show, and I enjoyed spending some time with you guys.
1: Hope I to, hope to have you back, and uh, hope at some point we'll have a championship episode with you on it. Yeah, looking forward to it. This is your Hat Trick City Radio, WXEI 91.7 Danbury Weekend hockey schedule. The Danbury Hatricks travel to Winston-Salem this weekend for two games with the Carolina Thunderbirds, 7.30 on Friday and 7 p.m. on Saturday. Friday, November 4th, the Hartford Wolfpack travel to Springfield for a 7.05 start. On Saturday, November 5th, the New York Islanders are on the road against Detroit at 1 p.m., The Bridgeport Islanders host Hartford Saturday at 7 p.m. The New Jersey Devils visit Calgary for a 10 p.m. start. Sunday, November 6th, the New York Rangers host the Detroit Red Wings at 5 p.m. at Madison Square Garden. The Bridgeport Islanders host Providence of the AHL at 3 p.m. I'm Howie Mandel. Did you know attention deficit hyperactivity disorder in adults is a real and treatable medical disorder? I know because I am one of the estimated 10 million adults in the U.S. who have ADHD.
3: The symptoms of ADHD, inattention, hyperactivity, and impulsivity, make it difficult to pay attention and focus. Be organized, complete tasks, and maintain relationships. Talk to your doctor. With the right treatment plan, you can stay focused and organized. Take an ADHD self-screener and learn more about adult ADHD at adultadhdisreal.com.
0: Welcome, folks, to WXCI Danbury on FM at 91.7, streaming online at wxi.org. Live here from Western Connecticut State University. Welcome to Hat-Trick City. Today I am joined by the one and only captain of our very own WestCon hockey team, Mr. Justin Earhart. Justin, how we doing? Good, Pat. Thanks for having me today. Of course, of course. So, as of late, we've been on a pretty rough stretch, I'd say. Um, any, any reasons why it might be such a rough stretch? I mean, teams related? Who knows?
4: Yeah, I mean, I don't say we're we've had a. I mean, obviously we've been losing some games. Nothing I'm too concerned about. Uh, our most recent loss was against Stevens, and as I've been saying, a lot of people, even my teammates, we played good. We had a lot of shots. We brought the compete level. Uh, I guess we just came up short, and I guess that's what, what's been really coming down to it, coming down short. If you kind of compare it to some of these other teams, uh, you know, Stack versus. Um, I think it was Sacred State Heart and Stack versus um, Maritime. They were putting up ten to one, 10, 11 to 1 games. We've been we've been putting up, you know, two to one losses, three to two losses. So we're we're there. We just gotta we just go uh, focus on finishing. We've been bringing the compete level, which was uh, which is what I think we're we're gonna be uh, we doing on Friday, for sure.
0: Of course, on Friday obviously marks the next set of home games. After this long road stretch, do you think anything of you know having to do all this travel might have affected your play?
4: Yeah, absolutely. We uh, as a group, we're we're all full-time college students. I myself, I do probably forty hours a week at Westcon. Just been sitting here doing homework and going to maritime down the city, taking two and a half hours to get down there to play a ten o'clock game. I say it would have to do with it a little bit. Not everything, but definitely definitely have an effect, Could have an effect on everyone's game. We're tired. It kind of goes off from that for
0: sure. Of course, and to lead off of that, um, what are you studying? I'm a criminal justice major. I'm aiming to be a police officer. That is tight. That is tight. That I, I did not know. Yeah. Know. Now <laughs> all the people know, so that, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, any specific force you're looking to join?
4: Yeah, I just recently got hired by the Danbury Police Department. My dad was a 27-year veteran. He's also the, the captain of Danbury Police wow. Hockey
0: Team, so wow. hopefully... Wow. Thank him for his service for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. On uh, what branch? He was a detective barrel. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So we have probably one of the best goalies around, I'd say, Mr. Colin Coe. What you got about him?
4: Absolutely. Colin is He's the guy that keeps us in the game. He, I mean, our first game we put up, they probably put up, take it hard, close to 75 shots, and he let in, I think, two. Maybe and not including the ones in the shootout, where they had, I think, like eleven shots and five of ours went in. So it just shows you how, how good of a goalie we have. He he was just ranked yesterday, uh, number four in the nation for Division three. So he's he plays a big role in our team and our, our team success. And it's still early, but uh, our big role is, uh, and I think our biggest thing we have
0: right now is our goaltending. Definitely, definitely, Colin. That's awesome. And. I know a few weeks ago we faced UConn, um, not one of our greatest matches, and we put Max in. I think it was late in the second. I could be wrong. Yeah.
4: Yep. Just read that. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, how do you feel about him being the future of goaltending for this team? I know Collins is senior this year, and you as well. Yeah. So, but as far as goaltending goes, do you feel Max is solid? Yeah.
4: When Max went in for the second half of that game, he he played an unreal game. I was. I remember two scenarios where I was trying to cover clear the front of the net, and I saw him make some saves that I, I didn't even know were possible. So I got a lot of faith in in Max taking this program to the next step next year, because obviously as Collins leaving, Max is Max is up next. So obviously I would he's got some shoes to fill, but I've got a I've got a lot of uh, a lot into that kid. He's he's he puts up a lot of in practice. He comes to every practice. He gives in 110 percent and for a goalie that doesn't play as much as he does, you know, I got a lot of respect for the kid, even though he's a freshman,
0: for sure. Of course, and this is also your senior year. Um, how do you feel about our defense currently?
4: Defense are good. We got uh, Ronan McAllister, and we got uh, call him Mr. Gavin. He's uh, great guys. We uh, we got a lot, of, a lot of defense, a lot of defense talent in the back. We're short on numbers back there, but that's not really – a concern of mine because we've got a lot of talent we got Ronan, who plays at the AAA level who i who i think who will be leading defense in the next few years he's he's a really talented kind of guy and as of right now there are games where we run 3d we we do each like five minute shifts a period so it's so obviously we're, we're short but i got a lot of faith in these guys a lot of a lot of respect for them too a lot of a lot of overall talent back there for sure
0: of course and you know with the program having that recent revival do you think over the years it's going to pick up a lot more to have you know more teams with a lot more depth than maybe you guys have had in the past few years
4: yeah absolutely i joined westcon three years ago and their i believe it was our second year back when i was i was split in the season with the ehl Corps team and westcon and i found out about them and i was like hey i texted the coach and i was like hey can i come can i come play for you guys and and um I remember joining it. It was we weren't the greatest, but we weren't the worst. But I know we had a lot of, a lot of stuff to work on, re- recruitment wise, dedication wise, and talent wise. Um, Corey Dunn took over that following year, and I'll tell you one thing about that guy. And he he loves the sport and he loves our team. He he'll, he'll do anything for it. That guy has he's done more recruiting than I'm sure some more more than some NHL coaches. goes talks to high schools. Yeah, everyone. Any travel teams, he just he just loves it. So our our program is going in the right direction, even though we're I would almost say like we're fairly new. I don't count West Con hockey now compared to what it was like 10, 15 years ago. I don't compare. Exactly. I don't compare those the same. I compare. I look at it as this like we're starting a new a new club. You yeah. don't even look at, it as, a club. I look at it as a sport. That's how I, I always tell people too. So yeah, I think West Con hockey is going to, is going in a great direction. We. Compared to last year, we had, I think, 10 guys, 10, 11 guys who were like fully committed. You know, we always lose a couple, they graduate early, or stuff like that. But we're, we're getting more guys each and every year. And there's always one thing that I've noticed about Les Con Hockey. My three years of playing for them, I've never have had a confrontation with a teammate or ever had a complaint about teammates like West Conn hockey players are some of the most genuine the nicest guys you'll ever meet in your life and I'm sure and you know some of them they're No, just, I agree with they're that. just just great great guys like there's I come to school like I look forward to going to practice at night
0: yeah. just
4: because I I love my team look like they're my best friends exactly I met some of these guys last year and I was hanging out with them all summer we were doing all fight off ice workouts all that kind of stuff partying drinking over the summer having some fun and that's what's all about and that's one thing I uh, I take a lot of pride in. I, I like I said, I played junior for, juniors for three years and I'll be admit to you, I did not get along with them. some of my teammates that yeah. had that problem here. Just it's an overall overall great group of guys.
0: Exactly. It it helps when you all have like interests. Yeah. Because that, that really sets the bond and that sets like the headspace for we're all in this to win. Yeah. It. We all want to do, you know, great things together. Yeah, and that's what a team should be. It should be like a second family, essentially. Yeah. Um, and even like when I traveled with you guys that weekend, I-, I could tell you guys all had a really close bond. Like, you know, being on the bus, it was like, you know, those guys—the way they interact it was like they've known each other forever.
4: Oh, absolutely. We have got—I I know, guys. I met—I met in the fall, and it's like, you know we're in the locker room we're calling each other we're calling each other every name in the book but we love each other like, we're just joking around yeah exactly like, that's just how our relationship is. Well, yeah. oh yeah like every day we're in the locker room we're, we're always laughing and just just screaming and just doing stupid stuff just normal college kid stuff we're always we're, we're, we're so close you know we. but we always take it as uh, you know if we lose a game we, we know when to to dial down to take it a little serious but, uh, but that's what it's about college hockey too is you know having a tight-knit family exactly. as a team. Because I know there's a lot of teams out there that that don't, are not like that. Mm-hmm. That are just, you know, I, I guess you can say like they have like that that junior uh, like that junior hockey attitude if that makes sense. You know, yeah. I'm here, I'm the best. I don't, I'm not here to make friends when I'm here to play hockey. Yeah.
5: I'm yeah.
4: here to get to the next level.
5: Yeah. but
4: You know, is it is there a next level? And if there isn't, have fun. That's exactly. what it's about. And yeah. I'm not saying like that I, I'll, I'll stop playing hockey but like, you know, I'm trying to... Another, another thing I always try to tell people, too, I'm trying to, like, almost point it in the right direction. That's why yeah. Corey made me uh, captain. Because exactly. he wanted me to point this into the right direction, you know. Have a captain who, you know, can make this an atmosphere where people want to be in. And that's yeah. what, that's how I show and That's what the other captains do. Mason, Colin, and Joey. You know, we, we always love to have fun. And, and that's yeah. what I think is the biggest attraction. Yeah, obviously I take it serious, and of course. I always have my serious my serious speeches. But I I, I want to make an environment where people want to be, and that's what that's what attracts people. Yeah, for sure.
0: No, and that that's that's a good thing too that you know he made you captain, because um, like already too you're like a second to Corey almost yeah. with like the recruiting and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> you no, you guys like have the charm to really just like spark a conversation with anyone, and really just you know yeah. take them in. Right. Like. A year ago, I remember, you know, like starting here as my freshman year, and I was like, "I've been meaning to get in hockey, like as of late." And then I got that job with the Hat Tricks, so I started there. Right, and I was like, "Do we have a team?" And I found out we did. The moment I found out we had that schedule, I like begged our current sports director at that time. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, we gotta have games there. We gotta commentate games. I love it. So we made sure to do that. We actually, um, the former SGA president. He's he's still in school. I think it's a senior year as well. his junior, year, one of those two. Um, we we had him sign with us as like an emergency guy because he was like <laughs> one of the only other few people that liked hockey. So yeah. I'm like, you're signing here. You're making. Right. You're getting a membership. Right. So it was myself. And shout out to Patrick Moody. That was our other guy. Yeah, um, we did that first game. I remember coming up to your coach, and I was just like, "Yeah, we're here with the radio station." And you know, he was like, "I have a mean to not contact." I you think yet. I
4: do remember that. I think I was standing right next to him when you said that, and oh, I think you I turned. I think so. And I think I turned to. Him, I said, "No way." I was like, "I was like, oh wow, let's go." Oh yeah,
0: you I know think what? I do.
4: Yeah, because I remember we. Were, I think we were stretching upstairs. If I cor- if I'm correct, and Coach yeah, yeah. was there and you sit
0: down with Westcon Radio. I go, I go, it's like, no way, people know about us. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was, I remember it being that first night, I think it was downstairs. I, I think I went to like the locker room or whatever. Yeah. you so guys upstairs and I was like, where's your coach? So I, I got I directed that. to him and it was downstairs. I think he was talking with John. Yep. And then it just led to, uh, hey, we're here with whatever. And then that just became a thing. Um, we're working on getting more people because currently I'm doing the public address. So yeah, it's, yeah. Like, tough for me to be able to do a game because usually we go from the other side. Right, right, right. Um, so I'm hoping we get more people. But we'll yeah. use this as an opportunity. Yeah, if absolutely. you're on campus and you love hockey and you want to commentate it, join WXCI and you can go to every game, every home game and commentate absolutely. it. Absolutely. You need people, play by play, color, whatever you got. Absolutely. Um, yeah, what what was your like general reaction to that? I know you were kind of like, oh, people know, but like, where you telling like your family, hey, we're on the radio too, if you don't want. Yeah, to... I I tell because my dad, my dad played at a very high level. My dad played for
4: the University of Connecticut. Oh, so, so I come from a hockey family. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> I always tell him like, hey, dad, I'm going on the radio for Westcon, and he's like, he's like, oh no way. I mean, he he loves that I'm still playing hockey. He loves it.
5: Yeah.
4: He like, so I, I played junior A for two years and I played junior B for a year. I had, I was anticipated, I was trying to go Division Three NCAA. Yeah. Wasn't, it wasn't going to work out, I don't think. So I was like, you know what? I don't care. I'm not one of those guys who's just going to quit and just be like, hey, I didn't make it. I'm done. I don't care. I love hockey. That's uh, fine here. So I was telling my dad, I'm like, hey, dad, I, uh, I'm going to West Coast Radio today for hockey. And he, he loves it. He yeah. loves everything about it. That's awesome. So it's kind of like, hockey is almost like a culture in my family. So yeah. I'm going to talk about this stuff. My dad, My parents love it. Love it. My brothers love hockey. I love hockey. They try to come to
0: every game. It's it's cool, that for sure. Really cool. That is that is pretty awesome. When yeah. you come from a background like that. Oh yeah, for sure. For me, it's different. For me, except for football, everything else I've navigated on my own, like including hockey. Oh really? It, yeah. it's it's so cool too because I grew
4: up playing at Danbury. I've been I, That's actually where I started playing Danbury. Uh, that's hockey. Even, yeah. That's yeah, even. Like better. I was probably. This is I started going. I got into hockey not only for my dad, so when my dad was a cop in Danbury, he used to work the Trasher games as a police officer.
0: Oh, no way. He
4: worked the Trashers, the Mad Hatters, the Whalers. And I remember like being, I was probably six years old, maybe seven, at the Trasher games. And I don't know how I remember, but my dad was always like, I don't know if I should bring him here. And it's like kind of like they just started playing. Yeah. So they didn't really have that reputation yet. Yeah, I was going to say. You know, but back then they had like, I think they were, they, they, Galante just made the ring so it could fit like, I think it was like 3,000 people. I think could, it's max. Yeah, I think it's Some, like
0: something 3, that. 3,100, I think it's
4: a But they weren't holding yeah. that. They were holding more than that. Because people, yeah. you know, if you were looking at the glass, you could, people, oh, people were just stacked. Yeah, and and I remember, oh yeah, 100%. And I remember being a little kid. I was like six years old and my dad's working it. And he used to bring me and my brothers and and how crazy it was. And I used to just see the fights and just the check. And I was like, I was this big. And I was like, I love I love this. And, and I just grew. You know, they went to the the Mad Hatters. And I would just go to every game. Uh, they would become the Titans, the Whalers. I just started coming every game. I loved them. That's cool. And I started playing. I went to club. In house club at Danbury, I remember my dad would be would be uh, working sometimes. Would take his lunch break and come watch my games. That's that's, that's how I grew up playing hockey. Yeah, yeah, and just I don't know. It's 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 cool being starting at that rink. It kind of hit me like last week how I started playing hockey at Danbury Ice Arena at seven years old. Yeah, you know, and now I'm 23 and I'm the captain of Western Connecticut State. Yeah, that's... and I'm 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 gonna be like essentially almost like ending like I say ending my career, but you know. Winding it up at yeah. Danbury. It's, it's pretty cool. That Definitely pretty cool. just
0: a, a special feeling. Real quick, just to backtrack, do you like remember being like, did you go to like 108 and then like do like the fist bumps? Like oh,
4: absolutely. 100% cool.
0: all, the time. For all each, the time. For each team, I'd imagine, right?
4: Yeah, uh, yeah. My dad, my dad was weird. My Because my dad, like I said, my dad knows hockey. So he's like, he's, he he almost didn't want me going near like for players. So it was kind of funny. 'Cause he was like he's like 'cause all you need is like one fan to go over there, dump a beer on someone. He was like he's like, I know how this works. And he was like he tried to keep me from like keep me and him from like a foot away from each other at all times. But I'd be I'd be like running around trying to like fist pump all the guys. It was, it was funny. Yeah. I, I remember I remember being I remember watching Mike Rub play. That's it that's was good. so cool. And I remember it too. People don't. Yeah. I, I still have so much trash gear at my house, it's it's ridiculous. That's cool. I have the uh was a little Trasher can, like the little stuffed animal. Still, oh, yeah. Still have that, I got everything. Dude. It's, it, like, even though I was six years old, I, I, I lived and breathed the Trashers. That's when I saw him on your show one time. I was like, oh my God, I, I gotta meet this guy. Because I never met him. Oh, still, yeah. AJ? I never, oh yeah, never met him. Oh, did so you finally got to meet him? No, I did. I, I was trying to have because he went to a Fed game one time.
0: He He's at a lot of those. <sighs> I, I mean, more so now than ever because Amesbury, he's the reason why Amesbury is there that's right yes because he talked to Billy and was like hey we got guys yeah. I mean it, we, we signed four guys from Ice Wars Ainsbury is the only one that worked out but still that's probably the best one you yeah. want to work out yeah I love I
4: love him. I remember watching him watching him run that program back in the day man that was that was absolutely legendary yeah love you know, AJ's a nice guy and, and, and I'll admit to you that trash team is what got me into hockey see
0: that's it's like I always tell people that too it's the coolest thing See you now, I'm going to have to text him later. I'm going to have to tell him, you got to go to Justin's game on Friday. Oh, please. Because you're the reason why he's on this ice right uh, now.
4: I can go on for, like, hours about that guy. Like, the stuff I've seen that guy do. Like, he, I, I'm pretty sure I gave him a fist pump when I was, like, six years old. I think mean, he was, like, I think he like, 20 years old. Oh, yeah. No, he that's, was, he probably uh, did that. I was at every Jasher game until, you know, section one and two, that's when they started. <laughs> And uh, I'm sure you can ask ask anyone when uh, the police when the police were there, they were on top of them all the time. So my dad, my dad was like, I think at the time he was like, Hey, I'm not working it tonight. When I was a little kid, he's like, and I was like, oh, I started crying. But he, in reality, he'd be at the game breaking up fights, but I couldn't go because he didn't want me to get hurt. Oh,
0: <laughs> I mean, he was looking out for you. Though. He was,
4: so was. But I, oh, I used to love those games. And that, and that's when the when the documentary came out. I'm like, no way. Uh, I would I, I I would brag about. It. I'm like, I. These, I used to go to every single game. That's uh,
0: I, it was that's nuts. Insane. I used to love the Trashers. Yeah, how was that documentary for you? I oh. haven't seen like what was going on behind the scenes it's funny. Just, like <laughs> that whole ordeal.
4: Oh man. Uh it's it's funny because I remember when that locker room got built, I was I don't know how. I think my dad knew someone. I don't know if it was a coaching staff or someone who owned the team. I was yeah. one of the first people to go in that locker room and look around. Oh, really? It was cool. I remember... That's I sick. was... I remember it was like... It was like it was almost like walking into, like, a hotel. Like, a brand-new hotel. It was, it was incredible. Yeah. Like, that locker room. I was like, this is... But I had no idea what, like, level was. Yeah. Even though, back in the day, UHL was a sick, sick, skill level. You know, they oh, yeah. Mike Rob, they had everyone. So, it was... They, they
0: took advantage of that whole lockout situation. Oh, yeah, I loved it.
4: I, I knew nothing about it, but I, once I saw like Mike Rupp when I got older, I was like, oh my god, I used to watch that guy play
0: minor league <laughs> hockey. Yeah, uh, I was talking about that with a buddy of mine. He was, you know, he's been a Devils fan for most of his yeah. life, and he was like, I remember that lockout happening, and then since there was no social media then or anything, He's just like, I don't know what happened to those guys. And then everything went back to normal. I was just kind of like, oh, cool. Yeah. (laughs) And so then went to different teams or whatever. And I was like, he's like, but I saw a documentary that like linked the bridge to at least what one of them was doing. Yeah. Um, But that was crazy too, because even with that lockout, then the whole ref tower fell as well. Yeah. So you had like, I guess, better officiating throughout. So what we got, we probably got like ECHL guys at that point. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, ECHL. AHL, ECHL, maybe some AHL yeah. guys. Which is um, good. No, obviously, but it's like, it's just crazy to think that there was a time where, you know, that just didn't happen. That yeah. whole season didn't happen, and then, yeah. you know. And, and, you, and I remember, uh,
4: it was a day, do you remember when John Cena went to Dan Rice Arena in that documentary? Yes. I was there. <laughs> I swear to meet John Cena? I did not
0: oh I did man. not but I
4: was there and I I remember what the whole reason like I watched a documentary was like obviously I love the trashers but I was like I was like almost looking for myself I was like I, I was like at these events I was like am I gonna be in this and I yeah. and I see like a few Danbury cops and I was like I'm looking for my dad I'm
3: like
0: you're in it I was pissed I, was, I was, like I mean it was funny the the one thing though I might say um AJ has like hours of does he there's a chance you're probably in at least yeah. one of those discs yeah because he had i think he had it all on tape and then he converted it to dvd the <laughs> time i like the last time i talked to him he's like yeah we there's like a bunch of discs so there's like hours of yeah. just me walking around with that yeah with that camera yeah and i was like wow and yeah. um our buddy calvin um he used to go here um he's the jumbotron operator at okay Denver, okay okay so. Um, he used to also go to those games. Really, he used yeah. to play Pee Wee and Liberty, and then he'd come over and watch the game after. Yeah. So and he's like, I remember fist bumping these people too, and then not yeah. knowing the extent. Yeah. It, it was crazy because those guys were
4: huge. Like you gotta like if you look at like the hat tricks now, like they're also awesome, like the big guys, but I'm talking yeah. like these guys were Mike Rob size. It, it was absurd how big they were. Or oh, Wingfield oh my god like that guy that uh, guy was huge oh <laughs> god I, I, it's, it's ridiculous it, even now I, I wouldn't even if I, if I were to fight him I, I'd run like hell like these guys were it was ridiculous <laughs> it, that's why that's why they loved it so much that's why that's why I loved it I loved every second on Trashers yeah
0: that, see that's that's where I would want to time travel to is like to that time of this this city I, I freaking love this city yeah I've only been here for a year. I want to live here. Yeah, I pretty much live here already. Oh, I go yeah. to school here. I work out of here. Oh yeah,
4: like, yeah. I don't. I don't even live in New. York. I don't even live in Denver. I, I'm from Hopel Junction, New York. But I'm here more. You're here more than yeah. yeah. I'm, I do like twelve hours a day at school, and I go play hockey.
0: I that's that's the dream, man. <laughs> yeah, that really is the dream. Yeah, it is. I love um, it. Um, and then speaking of the Whalers too, this is also the tenth anniversary season of that championship here. Um. I imagine you attended those games oh, all all the
4: time, all the time. It's crazy because it was like that was like I, that was what was that probably nine years oh ten years ago 10 coming up ten ago. yeah 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 I used to always go to those games season. those those games were crazy yeah. those were I think they were, that was in the same year they were in the si- the conference with the bulldogs if I'm correct
0: Brewster yeah okay I think yeah maybe I think so. So because this was, I think they were one of the first teams to be in the Fed ever. Yes. Because it was 2010. Yes. When the Feds started, I think that was around the same time.
4: And Bru- Bruce Bennett team. bought the Whalers, if I'm correct, or was that the Titans? The Titans. Titans Bruce Bennett was the Titans. Yeah, but I remember the Whalers. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun too. those was uh, that game was those games were like I was like you kind know, of like the trasher games, just a little bit less skills. I, they were always fighting. Yeah, I loved it. Oh, yeah. I, I was a lot older too, and I was like, "This is this is awesome." Yeah, and it's crazy. I, I don't think that many people went to Wetter Games too. Like they had like, like they had their moments, but I, I think it's like, I don't know how to describe it. I remember being in the atmosphere of the Trashers, mm-hmm. then to like the Mad Hatters, and then to the Whalers. It was like, just yeah, different. Like I wouldn't say I deal. wouldn't say it was like a, like a decline. I, th- I think it was just like people like just miss the trashers it's just like yeah we have pro hockey but,
0: it, it's but we don't not, have the
4: trashers yeah. but but luckily the Tricks picked that up I love yeah. I love going to Tricks games you will see me and my friend group at every single home game we love it yeah I don't know why
0: we don't go out drinking we don't go out partying. We we're at Tricks games that's that's awesome <laughs> um yeah man like that, that past Friday game that we just had um I'm sure Matt and I are gonna recap this later but I'm going to recap it with you, yeah. because we're here right now. Yeah. That game was insane. I couldn't be there to watch it, yeah. but watching it on YouTube was Oh, yeah.
4: Nuts. I remember, the I think it was like two seconds in, where the puck's just about to drop, and I see gloves going. I'm like, oh,
0: I love it. It's, yeah, gloves. Oh, my God. was There was like four or five fights. I, I think about.
4: there were six. There and were six? Two, I think two of the same guys. Yeah. Fought twice. I,
0: yeah, I think it was Amesbury and then the other guy.
4: Amesbury <laughs> and that guy on uh, Binghamton. Binghamton. Schultz. Yes. If you saw that guy in person, he is huge. He is probably like six foot six. Yeah. Uh, and but Amesbury, put up a fight.
0: Yeah, I um, think I think White Doc he threw the gloves as well. Yeah. I think that was the fourth fight. It was Cody. <laughs> I remember
4: Amesbury. Ains- fall at that
0: guy and I remember the other guy I'm pretty sure was drawing blood and Ames buried and I'm scratching his head. Dude, it's crazy. And then I work in the penalty box those games so yeah. when those like groups come in it's even more insane because then the chirping continues. Oh yeah. so Yeah, sometimes it, sometimes it continues but like, but then sometimes I walk by and i him like hey, you
4: good man? Oh, good fight. I'm just like Nuts! I yeah, love some it. of
0: them it's like you could tell they were close buds, and they were like, "We're gonna scrap." Oh yeah! And but then some of it's they, like, they're, "This they're, is genuinely we're, we're gonna scrap." Yeah, we're going to, we're change. going
4: again at one point. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do it again because yeah, you can hear them scream actually on the
0: family box. <laughs> it, it's it's insane. I'm like mic'd up to Calvin and like other camera people. Yeah, I'll put my mic out when that happens. Like it's better. <laughs> so I'll bend it out, and then you'll hear.
1: Oh, you, blah, blah, blah. oh I like,
0: love it! It's it's insane. Um, fans love it too. Yeah, no, that that's that's the main thing is the fans love it. You too. gotta have that that
4: trasher. I guess what's the word for that it? mantra. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's that energy. Yeah,
4: exactly. The energy. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you need that. People used to love that a lot. Cause I don't know if you remember a lot of a lot of like original trasher fans are still coming to games. Yeah. Uh, like I remember like Mick Isaac. I remember him, I remember him on that on the trashers yeah, on the team. Yeah. He was a huge part of that organization. A lot of people. And I don't think a lot of people knew that too. That, yeah, and that was always special when I used to go there because my dad used to always tell me he was like, yeah, he was like, he was an assistant captain. I was or, gonna say he was an alternate. Yeah, so he yeah, was, he was like, he, know, was a, he was a big deal, and he was yeah. a sick hockey player too. He's another. I, I think he player. also had a brief
0: stint in the AHL as well. He did. Yeah. He played like a, he played a lot of, like a lot of high level hockey. It was crazy. Yeah, so he was definitely a, a good player to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, his coaching style was like. That's
5: what I've heard. I don't different. know.
0: It's a little different than what you would expect. Yes. Um, compared to the first season where it was Billy coaching. I mean, yeah. He's back to coaching now. Yes. Four zero. Oh, so it's, right. it's it's going well. Yeah. Approaching our first road. He
4: shoe. he did something good because he, I mean, like I was saying to my friends too when I was watching them. Like besides all the fighting and the penalties, like if you yeah. watch the play, like they are, they are a sick hockey team. No, they like, are. Like yeah. if you watch, Dustin Gesso, like he is, he is. He is disgusting. You know, how good that kid is! I
0: know, and, and it's just
4: like, why are you here? Go, go play like the AHL or something. He,
0: I, he tried out for the Sound Tigers like a few years ago. I guess things didn't work out. Oh, really? But yeah, um, I, I would have loved to have seen him yeah. as like a possible like yeah. and, Islander.
4: And the coolest thing is, <laughs> I played against a couple of those guys. Oh no! no. Yeah, uh, what was his name? McDonald on defense. Oh, it was it uh, Justin
0: McDonald? Believe so. I think so. The, there might be two McDonald's on this year. Uh, the shorter one. What number? Uh, eight. Yeah, it's Justin. Okay, it's Justin. Yeah, I used
4: yeah, to play. Yeah. He used to play in the EHL for oh. Team Maryland, and I played for Apple Corps. I used to play against them. So one day we were playing, and I was I was like, look at him. Like I was like, so my friends like we because all my friends who played Apple Corps, with me, they come to the games. Yeah. I was like, I think we played against them, and they're like, and that's I looked and I looked up. And I'm like, yeah, I used to play against this guy. There's a few of them like that. Yeah. I was like, no way, that's pretty cool.
0: He's a good player too. Yeah, he can fight. No, and and some of these teams that roll through too are kind of just interesting to watch yeah. on their own. Yeah. Um. Like with Binghamton, I know they they signed Morasti, but I'm sure he only played like the first. Yeah, games. yeah, I saw that. It was, but apparently he was like he was pretty scary at least to the other players. Nah, so I mean, he did he did his job, but I'm surprised he didn't make the road trip out considering yeah. that's like his. That was where he got to start. Yeah. Because he was a trasher.
4: Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, why would he not want to go down there? Especially and you, because you know section 102 is still going to be yeah. not as bad, but like, I don't know if you ever like, like paid attention to that section. Yeah, no, I,
0: I have like a direct view of it. Oh, it um, is.
4: They, st- like when there's a timeout, like if, if I was the other team, I wouldn't even call a t- I, How could you even call a timeout? Yeah, because they start yelling. It's hilarious. And everything.
0: But I will say, I feel like 208 is the new 102 of this era. Oh, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those guys are insane. Oh, I don't God. always see them, but I hear the stories. Like oh, God. Yeah.
4: I feel bad for the, the goalies, too, in our team. When they're in the opposite zone, good Lord. I'm just like,
0: ah, I couldn't do it. Yeah. No, and especially, I think during the trasher days, it was worse because they had that horn from hell, that truck horn. So they go up to the bench and just blast it. I remember the alumni game. Yeah. I don't know if you were there for that. They were doing that. Yes. They're behind the bench going, R-r-r-r-r. dude. Yeah. Gabby,
4: I mean, can you imagine? I think they what they play Columbus.
0: Yes.
4: Can you imagine being on Columbus and it's like it's trasher night, and your your coach is like sitting like I want wonder what the coach said to them in the locker room like
0: Sorry, like guys, you are fighting tonight. There's gonna you some of you will be fighting. Some of that, like, some of them like acknowledged that in the the penalty box they'd be in. It's like yeah, no, the, tonight's like the night like to fight. Like this is pretty historic, yeah. You guys, so like I you know it was it was nice to scrap. but I was like Dude, they they know <laughs> they were told that they were coming into this and they were gonna scrap a lot. Oh, and I love it happened and those jerseys were pretty sick too oh yeah they
4: were those are are nice they brought back a lot of memories
5: yeah
4: and speaking of
0: jerseys how are we looking on ours
4: so i believe our new jerseys are coming in next week if i'm correct Oh. so
0: be in time for the next home game i hope so i hope so hope so
4: but uh i haven't heard too much what they look like i think my coach does but i think they're he said they're, they're they're nice i think it just says uh because I think Well the problem is now Because we're still wearing Our old ones Yeah it's I was gonna col- say yeah. it's just Colonials yeah. on it Yeah Like if I said Westcon It wouldn't be the end of the world But it's like I want yeah, I mean, my new it, ones It's whatever
0: too because Yeah it's, You know
4: you, you ordered them and Yeah So it's not like You're not
0: making the outfit. Yeah
4: exactly But I think our, I think our new ones Say Westcon Wolves So it's pretty cool
0: Yeah Any other details That he told you That you can slip us I don't
4: know I think our I think there's like gonna be A lot of orange in it too Which I want
5: A lot of orange
4: Yeah Which I okay. If I could be wrong about that Right. but I was I was like yeah why don't we just like because we were all like trying to throw in some ideas mm-hmm. I think the school was trying to like, was, the school was like willing to like I wouldn't say negotiate but was like hey if you guys have ideas, send them to us and we'll they were just, trying to design yeah and they would kind of like kind of meet us in the middle with the design okay so I believe one of the lo- one of our one of our jerseys says West Con wool uh, it says wools diagonally which I believe oh. is our home ones I think our home and our, and our away ones are different
0: yeah, I'd imagine so. Um, so you'd have the West Con for the away and then the yeah. for the home.
4: Yeah, because I think our jerseys now, We I think we should have a little bit more orange. That's just my opinion.
0: Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, like the, our current ones are nice. Yeah. Um, the away ones, those are cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the orange we've definitely embraced yeah, for a sure. lot more as of late. And another thing with uniforms, um, did the school consider adding designs to the buckets I don't think so I think we well I believe we
4: just got to do stickers in because I think but we messed up though because we got all of our stickers in mm-hmm. including our numbers but we don't know if we at the same numbers I got number 4 right now yeah and I'm like so there might
0: be like a, a number change yeah so okay. we're, we're going to reorder some stickers
4: but <laughs> I feel like our stickers I think we got a new like a new Westcon sticker so it just says with the big W yeah. number in the front number in the back Navy blue helmets. Nice and simple.
5: Yeah.
4: I mean that'd be nice if they throw in some stuff, but I don't I complain. Mean, I don't yeah. know what we got Because we, we get a lot of equipment.
0: No. We, we get
4: we get shells, we get gloves. Uh yeah, she shells, gloves, uh believe we get the jerseys, we get the socks, we get we get a lot of stuff. And the school. The school is huge with the hockey program. Like they contribute yeah. a lot. Like a lot of time and effort, like put a lot of money into us. Exactly. So we're always super grateful, you know, for what they do for us. Because, you know, we could be playing games in, in Liberty for all we know.
0: Yeah, see, and I figured that too. I mean, considering we do have like a, a sponsorship logo yeah. like, at Center Ice, essentially. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, the school is big on that. So I'd say, yeah. I'm not surprised that yeah. they're throwing in, you know, some good chunks of cash I'm, in there.
4: And, you know, ice time at, at Danbury Serena or, or any rink is not cheap. No, it's not, not. at all. And especially, I mean, we practice late, but hey, I don't. I I take what I get and I play. Exactly. I mean, Wednesday we do ten o'clock practices. Don't bother me. I'm there. (laughs) I don't care. I think. uh, I I think. I think in the second semester, I think we're getting later time slot too. Oh boy! So uh, I think
0: in like till one in the morning. uh,
4: (laughs) I don't know. If we lose, we might be. But I think I've heard (laughs) ten forty-five.
0: Oh, that's, that's not too Nah, bad. I mean,
4: I don't care. I'm not, I don't fall asleep till 2 in the morning anyway. I don't care. That's bother me. Yeah,
0: no, you, you guys would be good. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. With hockey being so expensive, I'm I'm glad that the club is able to provide a good amount yeah. of the gear. Because yeah. that saves you a lot of money. I yeah. mean, you still have to get some other things, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's not good. too bad.
4: I mean, I'm grateful for it because like where we play. like look, We get to play on the Patriot rink at Danbury. That's a beautiful rink. It's the, it's the nicest ice in the, in the league, probably tied with New Jersey uh, with um, Stevens, who plays at the New Jersey practice uh, rink. Yeah. Their ice is beautiful, too, but I think ours is just as nice. Exactly. Or compared if you go to, like, I think it's like Columbia, the, the ice hockey I think they're called. Oh, my God, it's like playing on a pond.
0: I need to know your stance on this. As far as college hockey goes, like NCAA, do you think they should fall?
4: I'm gonna say no, and just because, for a lot of reasons, you know, you're not allowed to wear a half shield. Yeah, it's all. I guess it's just more like professionalism because you're representing a school. You oh. know, like you, know, you can't fight at school, so why should you fight in the sport? Like I'm a like I love pro I love pro I love the fighting, but like yeah,
5: um,
4: I don't know. I feel like. I feel like if guys had to wear full shields, probably not. If they were yes. allowed to wear the half shields, then, yeah, I would say yes. But okay. I feel like now in today's world, I feel like people would just, schools would not like that. Yeah, no, I
0: I understand that. So I, I don't funny, think
4: it's more like the hockey. Yeah. Because people who know hockey, like, know what fighting really is compared to, like, I don't know, like, basketball or something. Yeah. Like, your hockey, like, you know, it's part of the game is fighting. Yeah. But like, if a school looks at it, it's like, oh, they, they're fighting. No, we're done with that. That's a problem. With
0: yeah, so I mean, like, you had recently there was I think it was Appalachian State or one of those schools was, I did see that. that, that little in Omaha, little brawl. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, like yeah. The handshake brawl.
4: It was crazy. Yeah, I was like, Jesus, that was nuts. See, that's where I was
0: like, I mean, you could allow it. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say I wouldn't say like saturate it and train them to have like yeah. To have goons where they're just there oh, to yeah. fight, I I don't. That'd be interesting to see though. Yeah. D one goons. That'd be like they're literally just there to fight. Yeah. They go to like this top school to fight. Yeah. I don't know if you remember last year. I, I got I got thrown out for one last year. Against Sacred
4: Heart, and I, I got suspended Which, for a game, for fighting.
0: I didn't get to attend all the games.
4: Yeah, it was against Sacred Heart at home, and I got thrown out for fighting. I I got, I got oh. suspended.
0: Oh, you were brave. You yeah. wow. My nerves got to me, so. That your energy it. came through you. if
4: Galati was there, he'd be proud of me. That's why I need him there Friday. Uh, yeah. You got to tell, tell him to come on Friday, and I will throw some of the biggest hits I'll
0: ever see. <laughs> At least some of the biggest legal.
4: Legal hits. Because uh, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, if the school's listening, yes, they will be legal. Yeah, be the
0: NCAC wouldn't be too happy if you are like, publicly steady. Oh, yeah. Throw it. yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah. They'll really be legal. Clean. clean hits. Clean. No fights, just clean checks. Clean checks. He's I'm playing in his rank. I got to make him proud of
0: come on. Oh, my God, yeah. Dude, I... I didn't even take, like, the the representing a school thing. That hit the most. Yeah. That's, that's the problem with it. Yeah. I didn't even, like, think... Because it's, like... I'm thinking more of just I know the sport, and I know that that's supposed to... Like, that's a part. Yeah. So it, it makes sense to be there. So it, like... To some of it may seem lackluster, but I think it seems lackluster to, like, to me. Yeah. Only because I work in a league where yeah. that's, like, at least 50% of the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, like, it feels empty.
4: Yeah. And it's crazy because, like, college, like, sports, like, coaches are, being, are getting fired, like, left and right in all different, like, sports and levels. It's crazy. Yeah. Just for, like, the littlest thing. Well, I wouldn't say the littlest things, but, you know, with social media today, everything gets out there a lot of people are getting, losing their jobs. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's, I think, what was it? Michigan, uh, University of Michigan, the head coach, Mm -hmm. he got fired last year. Mm -hmm. I think it was something with COVID. He was, like, using, like, fake vaccine cards. So it's, like, I guess it it comes down to, like, representation. You know, if you have a guy who's, like, doing that, and, like, you know, if he's, like, I don't know, like, if guys are allowed to fight, it kind of, like, puts, like, a really bad image on the school. And I think that's probably why.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I would say, with putting bad images on school, I yeah. mean, they already have bad images for taking all our money anyway, <laughs> yeah. so I feel like having them fight in yeah. hockey wouldn't be yeah. the worst thing in the world. Yeah,
4: and, and it's funny, because I had people come to my games, and like, who played sports that are not contact, and like, like, if you see like an hockey game, like in our games, like we clear the net after yeah. a whistle, like we're fighting. Mm. We're not dropping gloves, but, like, you know, we're grabbing, we're pushing. Showing. Oh, yeah, no, a little scrum. Yeah, yeah. like, you can't do that in sports. And people, look at, like, come to our games, like, are you guys allowed to fight? I'm like, nah, but, like, we're, we're going to have, like, a shoving match. We, we can have see. a shoving match, pushing, shoving in the net. Like, someone touched, like if someone touches my goalie, like.
0: Oh, yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's going down.
4: It's going, yeah, exactly. But, you know, like, in hockey, it's, there's going to be pushing and shoving matches. But, like, people who don't know hockey are like, oh, my God, like, I'd never do that. Yeah. That's, what people, that's pretty cool.
0: That's like a penalty in like every other sport.
4: Yeah, every other sport, you cannot do that. And and most sports are like, no contact.
0: Same with Arbery on West Connor, this hockey team. Yeah. All good people. Yeah, that's
4: one thing. That's what that we're... Gavin,
0: though. I, oh, I, I a... freaking love Gavin. Oh, he's a good dude. I love Gav. Dude, that man, on that bus ride, he was slamming veggie chips, bro.
4: Oh, he's just... He's the... <laughs> Probably shouldn't say this, but he's the kind of guy in intermissions where he's drinking soda. He pulls the... Wayne Gretzky and uh, Alex Ovechkin <laughs> drinking soda between Im- intermissions. I, I mean... Get some going.
0: I, I, hey, I mean, this, you know, it's not, that's not horrible to admit. No. I, it's there not was, like he's slamming vodka. That's no. Not, that's not real. Hey, I respect it. We all yeah. have
4: different rituals. Like, exactly. m- mine is a pre-game nap and uh, some pre-workout before a game, but if you're drinking soda between intermissions, as long as you play a game, I don't care. And he plays a game hard. He does. He, because like I said, we, hard. there's times where we had 3d like Gavin and I have always been together like last year we had different defensemen in and out and it was always just me and Gavin this year we haven't we've been a new defenseman and it was just me and Gavin so me and Gavin been together for a while now yeah so he's he's a great kid you know works really hard he's at every practice at every game and he's just a guy who's just a just just a genuine nice kid no, never leaves a locker room without saying goodbye to the coaches. It's kind of like his ritual. It's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, no, like, I, he,
4: he'll never, he will not leave the rink until he says goodbye to every captain and to every coach. That's a good memory, right there. Yeah,
0: I, I think. Well, what, what year is he? I believe he is a sophomore now. Okay, so we're at the same level. Okay. Yes. I does he have an A yet or no? Not yet, but that's... Uh, I think that's coming. I I would agree. You know, I think an A is in his future, at least. Yeah. I, I don't want to ever oversell people and be like, yeah, the C. I, I will always award people the A. I, I leave it up to coach to grant the C. Yeah. I don't have that kind of power.
4: Right. Yeah, I think he... I mean, I'm always my kind of... Like, when I always look at captains, I don't really look at, like, the guy who makes the speeches and everything.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And hockey, I never really, like... This is just my personal opinion. Yeah, someone who's a captain or assistant captain who makes speeches—I don't know—I don't find that as leadership. I yeah. find leadership as more as like a like an example. Exactly, someone who sets examples, like no, Gavin, like Gavin, you know. Yeah. As a freshman, and a sophomore, he's at every game. He's at every practice. He puts in one hundred and ten percent. That's yeah. That's a leader. Yeah. You know, who puts in 100 percent at practice in games? Mm-hmm. He's always there. Always has the right, right mentality. He's respectful. That's a leader. Because, you know, because now when he moves up to being a junior next year and being a freshman, you yeah. want him following following what he does. Exactly. So that's why I would definitely recommend him to have it, a letter. Yeah. That's the kind of guys I would want join the program, even when I leave. Because yeah. no matter what, I still want to be a part of the organization. Hopefully join the coaching staff one day. That, that'd that be cool. I yeah. would love to see you behind the bench. Yeah,
0: that'd be nice. Um, and just thinking about ranks, um, I know for that game against Stack that was that was probably one of the coldest rings I've ever been. In. Yeah, it's funny. I've heard there's been worse though. Oh one yeah. It was
4: like the worst one. That yeah. was my home rank three years uh, no, I'm sorry three years ago uh, 2017 so six years ago yeah. I used to play for the New York Saints their 18U mm-hmm. AAA team and that was my home rank and I literally every time I go in there I have PTSD from how cold that rank is. I was freezing. Yeah. Absolutely freezing. I used to go there like my parents used to go, and my dad was like, "This is ridiculous." He used to come in a winter coat, like in in August when we'd have games. Yeah, it was it was nuts. It was, and I, ugh, don't don't get me going on that. It's so cold. Even in warm ups, I was, my toes were my fingers were still numb. But luckily, uh, luckily we don't have to go back. I'm dumb playing there.
5: Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. I mean.
4: And that's the good thing about Danbury, too. It's not that cold of a rink. It's really not. It's no. nice. Like, you could go in there with, like, a sweatshirt, and you're, like, you're comfortable. Like, if yes. you don't, like, if you've never been to a hockey game before, and, like, you're not, like, I guess I could say, like, you're not used to the atmosphere, like, watching a hockey game in the cold. You might need a coat, but, like,
0: yeah. I always go to practice in a sweatshirt. Yeah. Places like, like, Stack remind me of, like, Taft. Oh, my God. Is, yeah, that that was,
4: was nuts. Oh. Uh, UConn too. You were there. Yeah. That well, was South Windsor. That, that, was, that
0: place was. I think that was worse than Stack. They had heaters though in the stands. I'll so okay. we'll say that. it well, was at least like the, the world that they had that.
4: The problem we had was I think you remember I think that day it was like sixty five out. Yeah, it was cold out. And I remember I said I remember I said to my team I go well, let's go outside I'm not I'm not sitting here because it was as cold in the locker room as it was like in the rink. And like we think obviously like, you know, get our boxers and get changed and I'm like, this is absolutely yeah. absurd. This is bad. So yeah. I was like, we're warming up outside and we're having our team meeting outside. I was like I'm about sitting in there. Because we're gonna play terrible if we get like that cold. Yeah,
0: it was And then on top of that, that rink was like a time capsule. Yeah, like, it was like just... the nineties. Yeah, specifically. Just, just I don't know, just didn't have like a like
4: a hockey vibe. I don't know how to describe it.
0: No, like
4: kinda like remind me of like a like a like a like an like like older Liberty if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, just, I mean, dis- but like, Liberty's still like a good rink. I think it's just really dark. But like, that, that Yukon rink was just like, just, dep- no, it was, was just depressing.
0: It was, yeah, it was well lit and all that. But like, there was no, like, there was barely any sound system. I yeah. mean, better than Stacks. Yeah. Because like, they played that anthem. It sounded like it was coming out of a tin can. It was not. Yeah but at There's least one. this place they could play it it was just they didn't have the right people to yeah. play stuff because yeah. they were like yeah. playing like the same song yeah
4: in and hopefully we got Hudson this week right for the anthem
0: yes yes I
4: always look forward to that yeah and anthem's a big deal for my team yes
0: yeah he's always he's always a good one for that yeah um yeah and then another thing about that ring too it was like all like any brands they were all like their 90s yeah. logos yeah
4: I don't remember if you saw like
0: the the flags thing. yeah yeah, you had, like, the Czechoslovakian flag, yeah. not a country anymore, the Soviet yeah, flag. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, the like, Soviet flag. I was like, what? what is this? I was like, why has nobody, like, touched these, like, ever? Yeah, I'm like... The coach was the one that, like, pointed out to me, he's like, is that, like, the Soviet flag? Yeah, I don't know. and, and
4: the, another weird thing is, too, we went out, so we were, like, obviously, you know, in college hockey, white is home, yeah. blue is away. Yeah. So they go out in blue, and I'm yeah. s- and I said to the coach, I'm like, coach, why are they wearing blue? Yep. And uh, my coach kind of looked at me. and was like, I don't know. So He's like, I went and talked to their coach, and he's like, Hey, what's going on? He's like, kind of like gave Corey like a little bit of like attitude, I guess. And I'm that's, like, I was like, Why? The why are we in the wrong here? Yeah, um, that's that, that's like, league protocol, right? Yeah. It's, oh yeah. The league yeah, game, so non-league game. That's college protocol. Yeah. So I'm like, Okay, interesting. So now when you guys come to us, I will make sure we are wearing black. Uh, you and know. you know what? I hope you guys forget a jersey. <laughs> and here's the best part. They did not, so they wore their blue jerseys. Mm-hmm. I, th- They have a bunch of clubs and obviously they, that school's got some money. Yeah. Their funding is probably insane. So obviously they have both jerseys. We had guys who who brought only their blue jerseys. So, I'm sorry. Yeah, only their blue jerseys. So like, we had our whites, but I was like, hey coach, we, some of these guys don't have whites. I was like, they, but I mean, again, we should not be... Yeah, that shouldn't have to be your this problem. This is this is this is our issue. Yeah. So I guess they just refuse to do it. So we have. I think you remember we have one guy wear a practice jersey. Yeah, I saw that. And I was like, I was like, seriously. I mean, he he was flying though. Yeah, he was. That. He was flying. Yeah. But
0: I was still like, damn, that's, get, oh, that's shame fine. on UConn for not. Yeah, but again,
4: that's that's fine because now when they come to us, I don't care. You're yeah. you're, you're you're wearing you're wearing white. <laughs> yeah, I'll no, go they, out there. they better. I don't care. Yeah, that's just. Uh, I thought that was unusual but whatever yeah <laughs> I, was, I, I, was like, I was like I was like okay i blank playing college hockey for four years I've never seen that yeah yeah and I thought that too and
0: he and the coach was like saying that to me he's like aren't they supposed to be wearing yeah it's just like, weird yeah that's they're the whole team <laughs> supposed to be wearing either like...
4: someone forgot a jersey yeah or, or but like why are we getting punished for it yeah, that's I mean, like, again. At the end of the day, I don't care. It's just like
0: more like uh, It's just more like yeah. That, that's like that's code. That's like that yeah. unwritten, unwritten rule that is written. Yeah, it's like, weird. It's just something you should follow always. Yeah, I remember that game too.
4: I got hit. I don't know if you remember. I got hit, and I don't remember because I don't wear ear guards. I got um, I got sp- like it wasn't a puck. I got hit in the corner, and his stick went up like and hit the inside of my ear. I mean, some of was like just gushing blood. I don't remember how it happened.
0: I think I I, I kind of remember. And I was like, that. oh my god! I remember look. somebody getting hurt that game. Yeah, before.
4: I was just like, I like my ear. Like I started like getting like starting like all puffy. I'm like I'm like a cauliflower now. I was like, oh my god! It was just like, I remember that day like it was yesterday. That, that's because we did not. I'll, I'll admit we played a like a lot of good, a lot of good games this year. But UConn away was definitely a struggle. Yeah, but they weren't even that good of a team. We just something wasn't clicking that game and I yeah. said it to them in the locker room too like something is not clicking
0: yeah no and I I kind of felt that too everything felt you know separated yeah it was kind of like every man for himself yeah Which I wasn't used to for you guys playing style yeah so I'm, I'm used to you guys you know passing it around yeah and it was a lot more but then at sometimes too it was you guys would click to be a team at the wrong time exactly like there'd be times where you could've just could have went for a shot, yeah. But you like not. I'm, I'm saying this like I'm like, oh, you decided to. win. Oh out. no, I, absolutely. Because uh, it, it's I don't know. In my head, it's coming off that oh, way. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm no, just no, saying, no. Like you're in fine. general, there was there was plays where it could have been shot, but it was instead passed. And then, oh yeah, like, I'm guilty. That caused. Now. Oh yeah, like that. I remember. I'm not telling you. No, far, no, no. I don't even remember if you did that. Yeah, I, I just think. remember seeing that a lot. I, I remember. I think one time I went up there. I
4: and when I should have passed it. I did a toe drag and lost it. Just I was part of it too. Just a lot of just
5: mm-hmm.
4: stupid stuff we were doing. Nothing crazy. But um but that's a good thing cuz last game we 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 played as a team. Like, we were passing really good. We got a lot of shots on, low shots. I've been shooting a lot of high shots lately, but I've been working on getting them low. We had a lot of good tips, so again, I think I really don't have any complaints from last game. But like it's this it's going in the right direction. It's still early. Like, yeah. like no, I, it, it I don't have a panic button.
0: I'm not no. worried about it. I don't care. No, and especially like, you guys are going to be at home for yeah. the next, I think, it's five games, including this yeah.
4: one. Yeah. And I don't know if you know this. Stack last year started off 0 and five, mm. or one and three. So I mean, I'm not worried about it. I don't care. Like yeah. we're, I think we and Ars and Stevens are tied. I mean, I'm sorry, to Stevens. Um, Columbia. Yeah. So this is kind of like the win. Who's gonna move up? Yeah. But like I said, win lose, we're still we're still in the right mindset. We still got the right attitude. I'm not worried. Yeah, no, 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 that's, that's a good place to be at. Yeah, that's why I'm looking forward to Friday. We, we were working hard in practice. Had a good power play practice last night, running some systems. So good. I got a lot of a lot of pride in this team. Yeah,
0: for sure. the power play. uh sorry, power play practice is definitely worth it. Um, yeah. So I think there was a few times in that UConn game where you guys didn't get to capitalize. No. Nah. But um,
4: they were. I guess they could, I guess they were just. I don't know if their penalty kill was good or was just we were just. Like I said, it's not capitalizing. on making good passes. Good for check. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. For sure. I definitely noticed that a lot. But luckily for our team, when we come off a loss, and we kind of take it almost like a win, something to work on. If mm-hmm. that makes sense? Yeah, it's no. It,
0: there's, there's knowledge there. Yeah. That, you know, you, just got, you guys created. Yeah. yeah and we, so now you know, hey, we got to work on this yeah. a little more this week. Yeah. I
4: think it was after, I think it was the stack game we went and did, uh, the stack and the Stevens game we did, We do film in the Hat Tricks Lounge now before practice.
0: Yeah, see There you
4: go. So we're just we're uh, we're working on it, but we still got some stuff to fill in. But moving the right direction. I'm not too like I said. I'm not worried. Still, it's early. We got 20 games. We're five in. Yeah. And UConn's they're at they're non conference games, so I'm not too worried about
0: those. Exactly. For sure. I think the next UConn game is what, late late this month. I think it's Dece- it could be December it or? could be December 2 I think it's
4: December 7th I think it's home nice home? and early yeah it's like a 7pm game
0: 7 or yeah I think you guys only have one, one 345 game coming up
4: yes which is nice because yeah. I mean the one thing I love playing don't get wrong, don't get me wrong I really don't care about the time but like the fact that I, I get to play like a home game at 7pm yeah. on Friday that's big that's big then, no, that that is. we really don't get bad. to do that because we have two junior teams and a protein. And the odds that they're all the way and we get to play is it's nice. I
0: know. That's why I was like, that's cool you guys get to actually have a spot. Yeah. That's I'm surprised right.
4: the school like I'm surprised the school lets us play like that those late games. It's crazy.
0: I mean I think,
4: I think it's it's not, it's not like I'm saying like not our school. Yeah. Like other schools. I think I think it's if I'm correct, the later the ice slot, the cheaper it is, if I'm correct. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Know. Like I don't manage. The, yeah. At least in our That's moment. the rumor I've heard. Like, if you go to Columbia, like, when you go to Ice Hodge, like, mm-hmm. it's like 10 p.m. I think it's 10.30 sometimes. It's ridiculous. Yeah. No, it,
0: it's... There's got to be something done about that. I yeah. Mean, what, what do they got playing out of there that's taken up such a big time?
4: I don't know, but, like... There can't it's be that like, that, like... I don't know if you've ever been in that rink. It's like... A, it's, it's something else. I
0: think... I think you guys travel there, I might be calling with you guys for that. Okay, yeah. Uh, there's there's like, another, there's like at least in the beginning of the summer there's at least one or two games I'm gonna travel with you guys again. Okay.
4: Yeah, cause I know them, like their rink, like, their locker room is like the size of like, like, probably like this for one team. And there's like no showers in it. Yeah. But it's like not like the size of, like this, but it's like it's like this, but like, like narrow, if that makes sense. It's crazy. It's like okay, like two yeah. of these. Yeah, like, and there's yeah, if that makes sense. Okay, okay, but it's still like you're that's on top. It's still really bad. And there's no shower, so we gotta go on on the bus smelling like crap.
0: That's gonna be if I'm traveling with you guys for that game. That's
4: yeah. Oh boy. Oh, boy. oh no, I I made a mistake. There is showers on the total opposite end of the rink with no hot water. <laughs> there's one shower, and I think like a little bit of water comes out and at the end of the day that's why I'm very grateful I play at Danbury yeah because I get hot showers
0: yep so and there's multiple okay. and, there's, and there's multiple we got three of them and it's like, I'm sure teams love going us too yeah
5: because
0: it's like you know you guys actually have the correct amenities to yeah like if you're run a, if, run a game like if you're a visiting team coming to Danbury like you're
4: you're gonna get probably two locker rooms you're not getting one you're getting two yeah you're getting two locker rooms and you're taking showers you're going to like you're getting nice ice you're getting a nice bench you know, like stack, like, I'm pretty sure like their, their other rink is like concrete, like the benches are concrete. It's it's crazy. I think us and Stevens have like a really like the nicer rinks. Yeah, no, you guys. Do. Which is like I'm very grateful. Like you, when you play on Patriot, that is a big deal. Yes. I like even Huge, if, yeah. if I play men's it's like wow this is yeah. such a hockey mentality. Like it's so bright. It's, you're playing on a pro rink.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: That's why exactly. I, that's why I like playing at Danbury. Yeah.
0: That's like um, what's We have that mustache classic coming up, yeah, on the twelfth. That um, essentially it's adult league, but it's it's all for charity. Yeah, it's it's pretty sick that they get. We use both rings because it's like tournament style, right? So we use both rings at once. But I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, these guys get to play on you know, the yeah, for one sure. that the pros do. Yeah, and same with you guys. Yeah, you get to play on that same ice. Yeah,
4: for sure. What? It's it's yeah, it's definitely a, it's definitely a plus. Cause it's like you think about like teams like like Columbia or like Maritime, but it's crazy because we went to Maritime, play a ten thirty game, but they had like 500 people there. Yeah. It's crazy.
0: They it's, had 500 people
4: at a 10-30 game? If I'm correct, yeah, they're all student, all Maritime kids. What? Oh, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> it was nuts. How close is campus to that? I don't know, but I, I couldn't believe it. It was not in the best area either, but they had a lot of
0: people there. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think that's like a... Yeah. part of New York is that?
4: we were in flushing.
0: It's like I think it's in California. yeah. No, that's a bad. Yeah, I was like <laughs> you just had to say flushing. Yeah, and and that time too, oh I was God.
4: so angry going down there because, like I said, I I went because I drove. We drove the vans down there, and we were in the tra- in traffic for like two and a half hours. And I was so pissed off. I was like, we just couldn't move. I'm like, how do you do this? How do you live in the city? I could not do this, this traffic. It was nuts. Yeah. Well, that's... I, there's times where I
0: think about living in the city, and then
5: Just, I get traffic, yeah. and I'm like,
0: yeah. I think I could live in, like, the outskirts of the yeah.
5: city.
4: Like, I live in upstate New York, and I'm totally fine with it. Yeah. No traffic, nothing. Yeah. No problem with it. Yeah. But it's crazy. It's like, you would think these, like, these 10 o'clock games, and people are still going to them.
0: It's crazy. So I'm trying to get a lot of people to come Friday. There you go. Yeah. Absolutely, you heard the man. This is this is your captain <laughs> right now. You've Gotta go watch this game. Yeah, It's bet for sure. Yeah. And if you you know for whatever reason you're lame and you decide to miss it, you have multiple opportunities yeah, this month for sure. So Absolutely, be lucky on that because otherwise we would call you lame. Yeah, exactly.
4: exactly. <laughs> Definitely need Galante there on Friday too yeah
0: I'll do my best to get him I'm not gonna you know I don't wanna make any promises cause I don't know his schedule but nah, he's a busy guy I've heard um, I'm gonna see if I can try and get him to at least one of the games this month
4: that would be absolutely legendary
0: I'll try my best I'll, I'll try and work my magic for
4: that we'll pro- a lot of people probably don't know who he is but if you're a hockey player in Danbury you know who he is. you know
0: yeah and if you watch Netflix like you have a subscription yeah, find out who he. Is. yeah watch find out who he is Watch that documentary yeah. if you want.
4: 18, was, was 17, owning a hockey team, a pro hockey team.
0: Yeah. Nuts. No, literally.
5: Living not like, even. Like in high school still.
0: Yeah, living the life.
4: God. Cool. must Must have been nice. Wish I could do that. <laughs> so, yeah, I imagine. Owning <laughs> the, the freaking trashers at 17. It's crazy. Dude. Some of the players on that team that like, he got to like, pl- uh, be a part of is pretty cool. Yeah, and yeah. Kret- Gretzky. Up, Oh my god, who was the other guy? Who, who's the guy who played on Buffalo? Oh, I do not know. You know what I'm talking about, right? I think so. Met him, he's a great guy. Yeah. I remember as a little kid. Oh my god. I know I know some of these guys, but I forgot their names. guys I can remember meeting as a kid. Yeah. It's a lot of them. yeah. Just watch the documentary, you'll you'll see how that team's about.
0: Yeah. It's it's a crazy sight. It you'll you'll leave it. Like not believing that that happened right here, like you know yeah a hundred feet away yeah and white Street a little more and white Street down white street yeah and then take
4: a little yeah and you can see it you can see like the, the outside of the building yeah outside yeah. the building still there yeah it's like a five minute walk from here yeah from, not yet. from midtown yes yeah. not even yeah
0: Mile away yeah, that's like I remember like watching them being like, I work. There. Yeah. Like that this happened at a place that I worked. Yeah, at.
4: it's t- being like teams coming in, it's like, oh my god, it's the rink where it all happened.
0: D- yeah, that's true. And i I think I've asked a few people that like going in, I'm like you like are aware of what happened here, right? Like yeah. they, they just need to know. Yeah. And if they don't know, they live under a rock. Yeah. I don't know how else to put it. And I, and I got to see you every step of it. That's cool. Not I wish I was older when I saw it, but
4: Six I mean, years old. Hey, At six years old, I never, I, knew, I know what the hell is going on, but I wish I was my
0: age now and out saw all that stuff. I would have loved it. I know. I. Uh, that's why I'm. Cause the the crowd they highlighted was a bit like older. I was surprised it wasn't more like college. Yeah, because they have kids. this right here. Yeah. So I was like, it was, like, it was like, all
4: like, like, like thirty and up. It was yeah. not young kids. Yeah, there was, like, kids, and then that. Yeah. That was like, the And, like I said, you, it's not a spot where you want to bring young kids back then. No. Not at all. I used to see... I saw my dad throw some people out of there. Yeah. Drunk
0: fans throwing beers on the ice. Dude, yeah. No, I was, like... I said this to AJ, too. I was, like, yeah, I was, like, a year old when that team started. Yeah. And my parents didn't even, like, bring me to stuff like that. And he's, like, yeah, yeah, good parents. Yeah, yeah we used to... he <laughs> uh, like, you knows.
4: It it's funny, because I remember watching where AJ used to sit every time so he he would stand above you know like where the, the big booths are upstairs yeah the suites suites yeah. yeah he used to stand in the exact same spot and just
0: overwatch every game I don't know why I remember that I mean that, that was like his spot
4: yeah it right? right. even shows in the documentary and like yeah. every shot they have him in there he's, he's in that, that spot. same spot always in there and there was always two cops like up in that area making sure no one's going out there like punching in the face from like the opposing team
0: yeah it's crazy and <laughs> The way that, like, we also changed the suites too, because before it was like four divided suites. Yes. Now it's like two two mega suites. Two mega suites. And they in converge into one if you buy out yeah. spaces. And they're nice.
4: Yeah. They're nice. I've been up there. It's, no, it is. I think it's it's where, like, the scratches go and stuff too. injured guys. Yeah, scratches go up there, too. Um,. Cause liked. we always go up and uh, even scouting people. do. Yeah, you know? scouting. I'm sure when the A A three or all games. Yeah, like, we always go because we warm up in that hallway. Yeah, because we obviously it's too cold outside, like eight o'clock at night, yeah. or we don't want to see the other team. because yeah. we always get dressed. We don't get dressed the Patriot. I don't know if you ever noticed. Yeah, it's Liberty. We go in dressed in Liberty. Yeah, yeah, most teams do. Yeah, because obviously, or at least most home teams do. So. Yeah, because unfortunately we don't have a locker room. We get we have two. We get two in Liberty. Mm -hmm. so we just walk through and then where the hatchers come out
5: yeah yeah because exactly
4: because a few years ago we were getting dressed like in Patriot next to their team going out at the same time it's like we're just asking for trouble you know what I mean it's just like you know you gotta want to wait yeah and you know God forbid we lose a game and brawl. (laughs) it's just not worth it and it makes sense because we're going right there anyway yeah the only problem is we can't like it, it, we have to go all the way around to put our backup steaks and water bottles on the bench, but
0: we don't care. Yeah, that, that's fine. I mean, no. it's not the worst walk.
4: No, it's not too bad.
0: But, man, oh, man. But I'm I'm excited for Friday. Yeah, you know. me
4: too. I'm looking forward to it.
0: it when was the last one? Game? It was like over a month ago. I it feels like forever. I back. think it was like
4: October 5th, maybe? A long time ago, seven, we've been yeah. on the
0: road for a while. I know. It, it's like I was glad I actually went to those two. I was like, I got my fix. Yeah,
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's we have. That's why I'm looking forward to like
0: Friday, Friday night home game. That's nice. Again, folks, 7 p.m. puck drop, Westcon versus Columbia. Be there, or be square. As most people will say. Justin, thank you. Yeah, absolutely for coming on. Um, it's been a pleasure, and we gotta have you back on more. Of yeah, thanks for having me Th- today, Pat. Through the season, we're gonna have you more on. Um, you know, as as the team goes through, because I know rough patch, but I, it's gonna get better. Yeah, I All right, I got faith. Exactly. Absolutely. We'll we'll have you through on. I yeah. mean, this is this is like you know your senior season, so we want to get like the, yeah. the whole shebang of it for sure. So we'll, we'll yeah. have you on a few times yeah, here. absolutely. Anymore. Thanks for having me today, buddy. I really appreciate of it. Of course. Anytime. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, one in three Americans could have diabetes by the year 2050. The YMCA's Diabetes Prevention Program is part of the CDC's National Diabetes Prevention Program, and the goal is to prevent the onset of type 2 diabetes by helping people reduce their body weight and increase physical activity. Take control of your health. To find out if the YMCA's Diabetes Prevention Program is available in your area, and to learn if you qualify to participate, visit ymca.net slash diabetes, a public service from the YMCA of the USA.
1: You're listening to Hatrick City Radio on WXCI 91.7 FM and streaming online at wxci.org. I am your host, DJ Uncle Matt, and we have... DJ Pizza Pat, in the building. We're back. And uh, we have a very special guest on this evening. He's a veteran of over 250 games in the Federal Hockey League. He broke in with one of the original franchises of the league, the Aquasazi Warriors, and then went on to play for the club that is essentially now known as the Watertown Wolves the majority of his career, one of our great rivals here in Danbury. We would like to welcome Mr. Chris McCarthy to Hattrick City Radio. Chris, good to have you here with us on the phone, buddy.
3: Hey, thanks so much for having me here, guys. Happy to be on the show today.
1: So, Chris... I believe it or not, I'm old enough to go back to those days of the Aquasasni Warriors and Pierre Dejeuner and uh, Ahmed Mafouz's rookie years, his early years in the league. Chris, t- t- tell us how did you how did you get into the FHL and what was your kind of initial uh, breakthrough as a pro?
3: Yeah, for sure, it's actually kind of a cool story. Um, I played my last year junior, and I was working in a Greek restaurant with my my friend, and he owned the restaurant. And uh, one day he came to me, and, you know, we had played hockey together for a long time, men's league, and he told me that he had, you know, purchased a a team in this new league called the FHL, and uh, he wanted to know if I wanted to be, if I wanted to play for the team, and... Uh, you know, I was super excited about it. So I have memories of, like, signing my first professional hockey contract in the back of a Greek on Wheels kitchen. Shout out, Greek on Wheels. Um, so definitely a unique story there. But, um, you know, played for the Aquasoscopy Warriors, like you mentioned. Also went to SUNY Potsdam, upstate New York, for four years at the same time. So traveling back and forth. But that team uh, was definitely one to remember some of those guys that you mentioned where, you know, some of my, my big early influences in my first year of professional hockey and really instilled – team toughness in me and that's something i took for the rest of my hockey career so i uh, definitely learned a lot that year and we were a tough team to play against so well that's
1: that's very interesting I, I believe the owner that you're referring to is bazim awad
3: it was baz we're good buddies um you know we both live here in ottawa we go back a long time so it was uh it was really cool to play uh for him in that franchise uh we were actually the first professional hockey team to win a championship on a, uh, a native reserve so that's kind of a cool thing and the community really rallied around the team so it was a special year for us
1: i tell people all the time that i witnessed the aquasasne warriors play in brooklyn I, I i still skate in that rink occasionally at aviator and um i remember seeing pierre Dejeuner with three guys on him in front of the net put the puck into the back of the net with one hand on his stick
3: yeah, he was a man of many talents. We used to call him Joe Schnarps on the bus. Pretty uh, popular game on the bus. He used to play called Schnarpo, and he was the king of that. But on the ice, I've never played with the guy. I've never seen a guy in real life that has a shot like him. It's it's kind of like a half snapshot, uh, but just uh, the precision. He could put that thing anywhere, and it was so hard. It was basically just give Dodge the puck and let him shoot it. So, yeah, he was uh, one of the best players, if not the best player, that I ever had my an opportunity to play with.
1: I definitely saw some highlights um from him the, and I want to ask you about Byzantium um uh is it really is is Greek on Wheels really the best Greek food in Ottawa or is that just kind of a lie people always you know I like to eat so I need to know these things
3: <laughs> voted uh best in Ottawa for 8 years running and uh they have seven locations across Ottawa and you walk into any one of those locations and they're buzzing uh all you wow. all evening especially during the pandemic when people like were you know confined to their homes and you know, uh, ordering out a lot. Um, his, his sales spiked and, uh, I'm really happy for him. He's a great guy and they, they sell really great food. So if you're ever, he up really wasn't right. Li- yeah. <laughs> he really that.
1: wasn't lying.
3: Yeah. He wasn't lying. And it was cool because when I used to work there, I did prep and delivery in, in the summer as I well was at university. Um, but I definitely ate my fair share of food of chicken and rice and, uh, and, and shawarma. So, uh, yeah, lots of good food and, uh, I put on a lot of weight that summer. <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm gonna take your word for it there chris but uh let me let me ask you 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 obviously played a long time what What are your memories of playing here in Danbury at the arena
3: oh man from from Watertown or even Aquasassnia, it was a good five hour road trip, so I definitely remember those roadies on the bus with the boys, but you know getting into Danbury a little early, walking over to the Duncan across the street and then you know, playing a little sewer ball around in different areas of the rink. Uh those are some of my early memories. But definitely always remembered the Embraer is like a really tough place to play. Uh you know, the fans behind the bench like, always did their best to throw us off our game and um you know they were pretty creative with some of the chirps and some of the posters that they made. But um, you know, cold water in the dressing rooms and, you know, it was just a tough place to play. I remember guys, um, you know, like um like Devin Guy, Julian Frazier, our team I think his last name was. Like I had till tillies with all those guys at the Danbury Ice Arena and uh, even a bunch of net uh, net battles in front of Mike Brown. So those are some of my really fond memories of uh of playing in Danbury and obviously like not a lot of people might not know this, but Herm was actually Herm Sorcho was actually a big influence on me uh, early in my career, I think it was year three or four in Watertown, I became the general manager of the team, and Herm really took me under his wing and was a mentor for me. So I definitely have really fond memories of playing in uh, in Danbury.
1: And you won two championships when you were in the Federal League as well, right? I mean, you, you had the one with Aquasosny, Oh, three, Yeah, huh?
3: I won two as a player, one in Aquasosny, and then one in Watertown, and then uh, a couple years later, I was fortunate enough to be uh, the director of sales and marketing in Watertown when we won the championship there again. So two as a player, one in the front office, but, you know, a lot of guys play their whole career and they never win anything, so I'm, like, super grateful that I was a part of three championships and, uh, you know, it's something I'll take take with me for the rest of my life.
1: And what's interesting to me, um, you know, it kind of seems like you took the opportunity of the Federal League, which is an independent kind of an operation, and you got creative with it, moving over to the business side. Uh, what was that transition like? How did you how did you make that move initially?
3: Yeah, I mean, I really just followed my hockey career. Like, even going back to my younger years, I played competitive hockey growing up in Canada. Like, hockey is, you know, culture. And once I got to university and I started playing professional hockey at the same time, um, it really opened up. The opportunities that there are in sports business, and in year I think year three or four, I got the opportunity to become the general manager of the Watertown Privateers, and that's when my uh, my mindset really changed. I really thought that I would have a career working in the front office. Growing up a huge Sens fan, I was like, you know what, like maybe working for the Ottawa Senators is, you know, where my my career is destined to But um, years later, I was playing in Cornwall and working with my now co-founder, and together. When we were out selling sponsorship, businesses just kept telling us that they didn't want the traditional inventory we were selling, and instead mm-hmm. they wanted something that was digital and that could allow them to collect customer analytics. And We just didn't have a way to connect the fan with the sponsor and allow the sponsor to know who, how many fans are coming into that business. So we created a startup to solve that problem, and now we're working with uh, over 60 teams across North America, including the Danbury Hat-tricks, and. We have over 1,000 brands offering deals on our platform. So I'm super grateful for my experience in the Federal Hockey League. Um, you know, it's it's really shaped me as a person. And, you know, being on a leader on a team is very much like leading, uh, you know, a company. There's a lot of characteristics I transfer over. And um, if the FHL is, will teach you one thing, uh, it's ad- overcoming adversity. So that's one thing I'm really grateful for the FHL for.
1: And just to keep it kind of clear here, what Chris is now involved with this—he's heading up this Fan Saves app, which allows fans from many different types of teams to access uh, deals around town. Essentially, is the way to say it, and and opportunities from uh, the teams, the professional teams, and the college teams, and the and the other types of minor league teams and and uh, major league teams themselves. So it's a it's a really cool thing. Chris, also listen, your your dream of working for the senators is not out of the picture pal i heard they're for
5: sale so yeah
3: i saw that yesterday i'm a huge sense fan so i've been following the season this year they got a whole bunch of great players but i've heard there's some local ownership uh, or local opportunities for ownership or local business people that might want to take over the team and i think that would be a really great thing so um you know i'm set now with uh you know with being a co-founder of a company and Um, it's really cool to be able to be making an impact in sports and not just working for or with one team, but working with teams all across the country. Uh, We've become the official digital couponing platform of the USHL, the ECHL, the AHL, and we just brought on the Ottawa Senators, as our first NHL team.
5: Awesome. And
3: it's really exciting to be working with all these teams across the country.
1: Chris, the last thing we're going to ask you is, what is it about the opportunity for small business and kind of pro sports to connect that's so valuable?
3: Yeah, I think one of the big problems in sports is, um, you know, outside of the venue, fans can't retain who the sponsors of their favorite teams are. So one of the big things that we do with any fan that we come across is put them through the Fan Save Challenge. So let's put all your users right now, through, or your listeners right now through the Fan Save Challenge. Anybody listening to this, who's your favorite professional sports team and how many sponsors of that team can you name? And it might surprise you to find out that over 90% of sports fans can't name more than five of their favorite team sponsors. So this is a big problem for teams. They want to be able to engage their fans with their partners, but the traditional inventory, you think like scoreboard ads, dashboards, wall signs, it's really hard to know who's coming back into that business because of their partnership. So we're making that more transparent for sponsors, and we're helping teams sell more sponsorship. And in essence, that's what we're doing here at Fante's.
1: Thanks so much for joining us on 91.7 WXCI Danbury, and we hope to hear from you soon. Check in with us whenever you have something good going on in Danbury, Chris.
3: Absolutely. Big fan of the show and big fan of the Hot Tricks, so looking forward to a great season.
1: Thanks a lot, Chris. Take Take care.
3: Take care, guys.
0: All right, folks, and that will conclude this week's edition of Hat Trick City, and I guarantee we'll be back for next week. It's not like last time. We'll, we'll be back
1: it's going to be a big week uh, for Danbury Hockey next week we're going to have Steve Carlson here in town Hanson brother Steve Carlson here we're also going to have Doug Smith who inspired the Goon movies in town on Saturday night at Danbury Arena when the Tricks take on the Elmira Mammoth and that afternoon will be with the Mustache Classic fundraiser at Charter Oak Brewery and the Zambonis will be there so, look, uh, it's a big weekend for hockey in Danbury. Uh, make sure you don't miss too much of it.
0: Yeah, and also just to add to that, in between those, like like a hockey sandwich, there's a WestCon game in there as well.
1: What time is WestCon play on Saturday? 3.45. 3.45 on Saturday. It's it's a great weekend for hockey in Danbury. Maybe next year we can get the WestCon team involved with, uh, with Movember.
0: Yeah, I would love to do that, and I think they'd be – just as down for that so any any final remarks besides those
1: no i'm signing off looking forward to seeing everybody next weekend at danbury arena i'm sure i'll be around friday for some portion of the game and then saturday it's going to be a long day for me with the mustache classic if anybody out there wants to volunteer for the classic let us know there's still time we still need a couple of hands
0: of course um and yeah feel free to reach us out um on our social um that's Hatrick City on Instagram. That's all one word. You can go find us there.
1: Underscore Hatrick City, right?
0: Yeah. They'll, they'll still find it. If they put all in right. Hatrick City. We're on Hatrick City. Either way. Um, but yeah, so that is it for me, DJ Patty Kick, and
1: DJ Uncle Matt.
0: We are signing off and we will see you next week.
3: Peace. Hi, Jim Carrigan. Uh, Dennis, uh, I know that some in our audience don't know the finer points of hockey. Uh, Could you tell them, for example, uh, what is icing?
5: Well, um, icing happen when uh, the puck come down, bang, you know, before the other guys. Mm -hmm. Nobody there, you know. Mm -hmm. My arm go comes out, then uh, the game stops, then start up.
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I see. Uh, What is high sticking?
5: High sticking happen when uh, the guy take the stick, you know, and he go like that. You know, you don't do that. You don't do that? Oh, no, never, never. Why not? Against the rules. You know, you're stupid when you do that. Just some English pig with no brain uh, Dennis, at all, uh, you know. What is
3: uh, slashing?
5: Slashing is um, like that, you know.
3: Mm-hmm. And um, there's a penalty for that?
5: Yeah. Uh, and for a trip also, you know, oh. like that. And mm-hmm. for hook, like this. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, for spear, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All bad. Bad. You do that, you go to the box, you know, uh, two minutes by yourself and you feel shame.